This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. gang i say this every week but i especially mean it this week we are joined by the cancer killer the bald-headed baddie the baroness of buffalo the imperial italian american the princess of what of pasts the emo color john wick because this bitch can't die the bedsty savage the vocal fry vixen buffalo's prodigal daughter the nostradamus nostril Lauren Nostro. <laughs> hey, yo. Yes. Yes. I want to record that for like any uh, entrance I make for yeah. the rest of my life. Lucky and for you, this is being recorded. Yeah, and to, be, and to be clear, this is not a Make-A-Wish Foundation type deal. Maybe it is, though. Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> no, you came on the old show, the previous podcast oh, yeah. that we cannot name. Oh, so it makes. And sense. you almost got me into corporate trouble with the the title of that episode, which is called "Dick Appointment." Really? Oh, I had to go through Universal Music Group's corporate communications and get clearance <laughs> to do a podcast. Be like, yeah, just please don't talk about work. And then it comes out and it just says "Dick Appointment" with Universe, like UMG's Lauren Nostra. I was like, damn. Yo, sorry. Hand up. That's on us. Our bad. I really thought it was good. called men are. I thought it was called men are trash. No, that was. I was wrong. That was. Uh, here, here's what's sexist. That was uh, Rachel Trash Can G and De Leon's episode. All oh, right, right, right. Just right. another Italian, huh? But no, Armenian, Armenian. 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 Oh, close though. Oh, but close. a woman. But just a woman. So James can't even keep track of two out of one hundred episodes that were with the. No, fair. you. You're the yeah. one that. You're the one that mixed them up. I. But I didn't do it on mic. You dummy. You Please. fucking dummy. What is that? Is that a Weed pen? Oh, yeah. I'm smoking weed. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. I thought it was a jewel. Well, I wish. I would wish I had both, but it, no, it's just weed. Got it. Lauren, if you, had a, like, if you had the chance to do a Make-A-Wish, like, what would your like, Make-A-Wish uh, day be? Like, would you meet like, Wayne Gretzky? Like, what would it be? Oh, no, Gronk, I just... Gronkowski? No, I just got a new apartment, and I was thinking about, like, DMing furniture companies, being like, hey, I just beat cancer. I really want this $3,000 couch. Finesser. But, oh, I know. Scammer. I really want furniture. No, I've gotten packages every single day for the last six months. My mom Good. is ready to kill me. Um, for can packages. A, can I ask a huge question right off yes. the bat since we're talking about Make-A-Wish? At any point where you like, yo, what am I going to do if it comes down to my last day on earth? Yeah, I know what I would do. It's so dark. I just like really wanted to be back on my turf patio, just like chain smoking, <laughs> drinking like copious bottles of wine did and you- like just having friends rotate in and out, which is oh. what I did before I left LA. Oh, so, so, so what would I do on my last day? I don't in a way, the downstairs bar of my friend Mary's house. You would, have dick app- you would have dick appointments coming through. Yeah. Rotating through no, I'm Valsal. No, no, no. Not like dick and vagina because you, it would all be friends. What would your last meal be? Mm, lasagna. <laughs> no. Mama you and, Mama, yeah. <laughs> you and Garfield. Me you and Garfield. Garfield. I don't know. I didn't think about stuff like that. I just, I mean, I don't know. I guess that's a really good question. The fact that you are a woman on this podcast who is a confirmed vol cell, you're going to really connect and resonate with our audience of male vol. <laughs> I really was hoping that would be true. It's really been bizarre. This is the longest I've gone since I lost my virginity at age 15. Huh. No, no sex. I haven't masturbated. Nothing. 
Because you have no sex drive at all? No, they zapped that. That was the first thing that was gone. They gave me these shots in my stomach that like put my ovaries on hold. They're fucking gnarly. I mean, it's cool. I didn't want them to get zapped. They're like, do you want to have kids? I was like, eh. And they're like, bad enough where you'd want to freeze your eggs? I was like, no. They're like, okay, cool. We'll just (laughs) shoot you with these shots every day. So immediately, no sex drive. Did they, um, did you look at that? always Buffalo, so I don't really know what my. Well, we're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about dead ass, but, um, uh, yeah. What the fuck was I going to say? I don't even know. This is crazy. Well, anyway, why don't we, before we get into the episode, I feel like this is really special. Why don't you fill in everybody real quick? Let's just do a top line summary of the past, you know, year or so of your life. Okay. Where do I start? Well, I quit Universal Music Group last May shout out to me. And I started consulting, um, in LA, which is a very LA thing, which basically means you like go to some meetings, give some ideas and get paid an extraordinary amount of like stipend I believe money. It's called the American dream. Yes. But it's a fucking LA thing. It's like, you don't really work except for like maybe five to eight hours a week. And so I spent the summer spiraling. I turned 30. I did a 72 hour birthday extravaganza at the Roosevelt Hotel with my mom in tow. Um, I did Molly for the first time in five years. It was really fun. With your mom? Yeah. I mean, not with her, but she was in my presence. You had a quarter life crisis at 30. Hell yeah. I spiraled. One third life crisis. That's fine. Yeah, third. Yeah, a third. Uh, I don't. Maybe. Or half. Well, for or you, who knows? Yeah, who knows? it might have been the last hurrah. It was but almost. Girl, it was seven eighths, almost. Yeah, yeah, mate. It was Ugh. prophetic. It was. I was. Prophetic. I was really happy. I spiraled all summer, but um, because then I didn't get to spiral for a long time. But then, um, because I left Universal, I switched health insurance and I got off the pill because I wasn't having sex. And then this lump came up in my boob. And do how did you discover the lump? Yeah. Um, so I have like really, I had really good boobs. So my boobs were like really, um, what do they call it? They were dense, like fibrous. So they felt like implants. I didn't have to wear bras. They were robust. robust. And I had a sack of dirt. You just want to slap on them while you're walking past it. A sack of dirt. Yes. (laughs) So I had those my whole life. And so it was great. I had these great double D boobs. Did you name them? No, I don't. don't, Some people do name their boobs. That's not a thing. But I had great boobs to a point where one time I saw some like janky ass gynecologist when we were at Ballot Complex together. And they're like, when did you get implants? I was like, I don't have them. So it was a weird. Who asked you that? That is the bad gyno. The gyno was a bad gynecologist. Yes. Yes. Upper East Side. So um, (laughs) growing up, I always got ultrasounds on my boobs, like what pregnant women get when they are pregnant. And so um, I was always very diligent because I couldn't check, right? So basically one day I like woke up, it was like putting my bra on for whatever reason. And I'm like, oh, that's weird, but it must be because I went off the pill. And then like, this was August. And in September, I came back and visited New York because I was like, I want to leave LA. I'd like to be back in New York. All my family's in Buffalo, my sister's in Brooklyn. And I'm on the G train. And I was staying with my sister and she's like, do not fucking touch any of my clothes. I'm like, okay. And I'm wearing her sweater because she's at work. So I'm like, I'm going to put this sweater on, go get like day drinks with someone. And I'm on the G train and my nipple started like leaking in this shirt. And I'm like, like, that's so weird. Like, what is that? And so there was like a few weeks where I thought in my sleep, I was drooling and it was from cigarettes. I like quote, quit smoking. I was like, what is this drool? But it was actually my nipple. And it was like this tumor in my boob grew overnight. 
And I went to the gyno and we, you go through these whole things. So you go get an ultrasound and then they're like, Oh, you actually have to come back for a biopsy. Um, so I had actually gone to a friend of mine. I was in New York, went back to LA, went to Buffalo, went to a wedding. And then I was like, this is really fucked up. I got to go back to LA and get this biopsy. Brought my mom back with me to LA for it. Cause she was bugging out about it. The biopsy was probably the gnarliest part of all of my cancer treatment. They basically like take chunks of your boob out while you're awake. So like you're just, it was like a massacre. It looked like I fucking murdered someone. So got the biopsy. Which, which breast? My left one. The left. Did you favor one or the other? Like were you surprised no. that the left <laughs> betrayed you? No, but it was so much bigger. Like it was so much bigger. I maybe I'll even send that photo in for my my failing or oh, throwing. Oh fits. God! Fits. No, so the throwing fits. I'm sorry, the throwing fits <laughs> photo. But so it was so much bigger. Um, my mom comes back with me for this biopsy. We get the biopsy. You think that you go sit with like a doctor at the desk and they're like, Oh, you have cancer. My gynecologist was like this Beverly Hills gynecologist who was like, yeah, so it's like malignant, but like, we don't know like how bad. So like, we got to send you to UCLA. So I was like, okay, cool. I have cancer, but like, I have no idea how bad it is. And so my mom's there with me and I'm like, don't cry. Like we don't even know yet. So they sent me to UCLA. I meet with a ton of doctors late October and like it was the most performative LA shit. Every doctor came in and was like, we're with you on this journey. But like you have stage three cancer. And it was like this really aggressive form of cancer. My tumor was growing at like this crazy high rate that they'd never seen. And they're like, you should start chemo next week. And I was like, I'm going home. So are LA doctors like extra trash? Are they like, no, here's they're some, just here's ever- some oils, here's some crystals, here's some <laughs> radiation. Um, there's this really good Instagram account called the cancer patient. And we call, she calls those people like cancer muggles where they're like, actually you should go plant-based and sugar feeds cancer. And like, no, all of that shit. I don't subscribe to. If you don't eat for 15 days, the cancer will go away. Yeah. If you fast and you rub essential oils on your tit. Great. Um, (laughs) so um, we meet with them and it was so overwhelming. They did it so wrong. They like had the, uh, an oncologist, which is like the doctor that prescribes you chemo. And then they had the surgeon come in and a radiologist. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Like, yeah. And it's like, really like, I, I just needed to meet an oncologist. Like I have to do chemo first. And so when they told me I had to do chemo is when I finally cried. Cause the vein part of me was like, fuck, I'm going to like look cubes. Yeah. Uh, the pubes, the, my eyebrows and my eye, which um, you guys can see, I don't have them. But so, um, that was the first time I cried. And then they kind of came in and it was this whirlwind. And I had this fucking oncologist, like sketching out how cancer cells work. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't need yeah. to see the inner workings. So, um, I met with them. They came up with this proposed plan, but I live in, I'm from Buffalo, born and raised. And we have an amazing cancer center here called Roswell park. And it's like, so, you know, it's kind of like on par with Sloan Kettering in New York. So right. I was like, fuck that. I'm going home. I know people that work at Roswell. I'll get VIP treatment. But now I have to move out of LA in a week and a half with yeah. two cats. Fuck. So I start moving out of LA and I'm posting all my furniture that I didn't give a shit about to sell. And everyone's like, why are you leaving LA? Are you coming back to New York? Where are you working? What's going on? And I was like, fuck this. And I just posted like iconic, iconic caption. It was like... <laughs> 
if you've sucked them, fucked them, or wanted to touch them, like, <laughs> pour, pour one out. My And I forgot, like, my dad hadn't told his side of the family yet. But oh, everyone no. just went, like, haywire. I told my close friends and my family, my close family, but, like, I had, like, fourth cousins in Vegas being like, is she okay? And I felt so bad. And then we sold all my shit, and I, like, drank so much wine and smoked so many cigarettes on my patio because it was, like, my final hurrah. And I, um, my mom left and my dad came, we packed all my shit and then we flew back with my two cats and then I started treatment in Buffalo. Well, I, I don't mean to cut off a uh, cancer patient. Um, yeah, go ahead. We call sound, it, sound everyone, people here call me CP for nickname. It's like cancer patient, but yeah, oh, I thought that's the name of the guy in Barry. Um, why don't we get into the fit check? Because we are going oh, yeah. to go into some detailed questions about your whole journey as the LA doctors call it um yeah I want to be clear when I had when I opened up the floor to Lauren and we gave her this amazing platform and which we never do which we never ever ever do and also especially not to someone who doesn't know the name of the podcast they're on for oh my god you guys have switched it a few times I said top level you just save it for the show okay all right all right get there so Lauren please no but you know what that's actually very good because ideally the really intense probably tearjerker episode is going to be behind the paywall. Oh, right. We're going to once use we get through, once we get profit. into the meat and potatoes. Okay, yeah. that's fine. We're canceling. I saw, I saw how much you guys make a month. That's impressive. Right? Well, you know, I'll subscribe now. <laughs> well, before taxes and before we pay uh, the, the two groms that are doing honestly yeah, nothing right now. They're, they're yeah. on mute and on I love video. Chuck, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who we all do. The world does. He's, he's a big fan. He's a, an American uh, icon, I would say. Uh, but we have no health insurance for this show. So the money, you know, that's great. But Sorry, Chuck. I hope we don't get cancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if to get cancer, we like, Chuck, do you not want there it? Is. Like, there like, Shams, is. Doing, Shams doing family stuff on the side. He's, he's dialing up uh, his fam in India. But um, Chuck, do you not want to be on video here? Or? My, oh. my hair is drying. I'll jump on in a sec. Chuck, I don't even have hair. Get on yeah. the fucking, yeah, get on the fucking pod. Don't Chuck, be, uh, use context clues. Uh, Lauren looks like a nut. So I look like a ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle um, Fester. Grown, ba- grown baby. Grown baby. Yo, have you, seen the, have you seen the big baby? What's That's big you. Baby? That was Lauren. It is the, me. There's a fucking giant baby uh, terrorizing the countryside. There's a yeah. giant baby terrorizing the countryside. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You Look didn't see up. the video of the no, viral video of the thirty-pound baby. <laughs> no, that's what I look like, though. Yes, also, that's what, yes, I, exactly. I don't have tits right now, too, so my stomach like sticks out. Like I look like a baby that just like yeah, not fat. Baby, baby, <laughs> mama, it's so Wait. hot. Wait, I, know, okay. I haven't had sex for the last like seven months, and I'm not going to have it after this podcast. With the way Probably not. Um, okay. I mean, if you, you put, if you put your Instagram out there, like we have, like we're not here to kink shame. I do think though. So. I thought that, about it. I already thought about it. Being that we have like 17 million followers, I do think there must be like one or two for sure humbly young gentlemen that maybe have like a thing for no, baby tits. play, hairless, <laughs> hairless, boobless, grubby. Yeah, it's called baby play for You're sure. You're making People, me yeah. sound like a mole rat. There's That's some, also Lauren. There is some dude right now who's like, I want to put that bitch in a diaper and go. <laughs> yeah. I just want to put in. I have so many. I have so many Halloween costumes set for this year, and like that's one of them. Like Joe Pesci, Home Alone with the gold tooth. Oh hell yes, for sure. Um, What was the other? Uncle Fester is really good. You're a brownless icon. Yes, Samara from um, the Ring because my nails are black from the chemo. Oh, so I love that. 
Yeah. Is that real? Yeah, there's like really gnarly side effects to chemo. Black nails. I have like alligator skin. No pubes. No pubes. Um, you sound like a fucking, you sound like you have like a disease from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, every week it's like something new. It's kind of fun. It's like a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, did, we did a, two weekends ago or so, or last weekend we did a Zoom with like, I don't know, 130 of our fans and a good majority of them were fucking dicked up. Like you yeah. would kind of fit in. Well, it's, I'm going to tell you something. I've not, obviously I would never have had a chance to, hi Chuck. Hey, I would never have had a chance to shave my head. And it really was like very gratifying to cue mm. all it. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, well, wait, we're, oh, we're doing the fit check. Right, Lauren. So what I wanted to say is let's bring it back. Okay. But Because uh, there is some structure here. You know, James. Yeah, I know, I know. He has I a plan. So the question for you is, um, what are you wearing? And would you like to start from nut down <laughs> or, or <laughs> I'll start from nut down. You're a cop. Okay. Oh, I am so, a cop. No, I'm not. Not only are you a CP, but now you're also a uh, police officer. <laughs> I'm a cop. Oh, man. Wait, so I don't, what am I wearing? I'm wearing a CO. I, you're a, C, you're a CP a and a CO. CO. <laughs> Correctional um, officer. What am I wearing? I'm wearing, okay, I'll start feet up. I should have my jacket. Should I go get it? Yeah, I did have a really good windbreaker on. It's a little bit cold in Buffalo. It's supposed to snow this weekend. Why it no. And so, it's um, snowing in Buffalo on May, in May. Yeah, but it's it, going to snow in the whole Northeast. Oh, really? Yeah. So huh. you guys too. So I'm wearing um my. So I have been wearing these Reeboks since your last show, and I remember shouting them out then. I still get the same pair every six months. They're like the vintage Reebok. Um, Wait, I'm hold, wearing. Can we hold. Can you hold them up? Can we see? Is it a Club C? What is? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Yeah, Club C. Oh, they're the Emily Emily Oberg now promotes these on her Instagram. I felt <laughs> so cool. I DM'd her. I was like, Ben, I did it, and then now I can't find them in my fucking size. Oh, so chef, cool. chef, chef as well. Chef, chef is a big. Uh, they're so pair. comfortable. They're so comfortable. I've been getting them since I found them at an Urban Outfitters surplus store in Glendale. Oh, in you and, that's you like an Chuck out, shop. You and Chuck shop the same place for hipsters. Yeah, it's out. I'm off for hipsters. And then I'm wearing um, camo leggings from Target. Nice. nice. Target. Target has this really fun. Um, they have a new fun line called Wild Fable. It makes like all the tie-dye um, sweatsuits that I've been... I've not worn real clothes since November, so I only wear sweat clothes. Then I went on um, the Gildan surplus site, and I got a bunch of just plain sweaters. So I'm wearing just a black sweater. And then I got blinged up after yeah. chemo so my mom got me some like the saint of cancer and then a saint anthony for, who's the saint, or, of, can, who's the saint of cancer know. like that is a that is a horrible like who drew that short straw yeah, saint, 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 saint cancerous dude yeah that dude's i don't dick. saint tumoro saint, saint tumoro <laughs> and then um a, a saint christopher for it's like a me tumoro <laughs> I'm blinged up. That's it. And nothing else. Wait, how many, how many chains? How many chains? Is that three? I've been doing two, but three if I'm trying to look cute. My friend Mary gave me a chain after I finished oh, the cancer treatment. Two wow. chains, but you got a few on. Yeah. yeah. But I just put them on for the first, well, because I've had everyone, I've had mauled tips, so I wasn't wearing chains for a bit, but now I can wear them again. And the panties. We know you're not wearing a bra, but what about... I don't uh, wear underwear. Why? I don't oh, okay. have pubes, so I don't... I haven't... <laughs> that's not why... To be clear, that's not I why know, people wear like, underwear. I don't know. I'm like... I, I feel like a child. I feel like a kid again. Like, there's no... There's nothing happening down there, so I don't wear underwear. You're like a Barbie doll. Yeah. Yeah, but like... Yeah, actually, also, my boobs look like that right now, so it's cool. How much money I have you saved on, um, like, 
waxes and treatments. So, so fucked up. I never have gotten waxed in my whole life. I was always a shaver, which is kind of gross, but I never had an issue with it. But, um, and I never really got my hair done. The thing is I probably am saving about $200 a month on nails, which you're kind of, you're kind of built for this shit. Well, I'm also in Buffalo. Like, I don't really leave the house. I haven't. I actually was in my house for two months straight besides treatment stuff. So We're going to talk about how you're like, you were ready for quarantine because for you, it's a Yeah, We're going to talk about that. Um, Yeah, I don't want to interrupt, but that's my whole The whole 40 minutes I've been like, no, 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 we're going to talk about that. Um, I will say this. Buffalo, kind of a sick city. Probably, you know, not if you're uh, a person of color, but Buffalo kind of rules. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, or I've been calling it Trump's America up here. I've seen some Confederate flags I, recently. I believe, I believe, isn't the slogan uh, New York's Boston? No, <laughs> it's the city of good neighbors. Thank you. Syracuse, but dumber. Yeah. Uh, no, we're way better than Syracuse. Syracuse, but we, but we invented an appetizer. <laughs> Wings are not an appetizer. Wings yes, are, are a meal. No, they're not. That's well, not I listen. You don't need to tell me. Your boy's eating out here. I I'll yeah. eat wings as a meal all day. I'm just you know. well. I told James this earlier, but I literally gained probably 25 pounds when I moved back home. Half I blame on the steroids Dude. they had me on, but right. also on being back in Buffalo and being like, I'm gonna eat like. I don't know how, how much I weight don't... do you lose when you when you get cancer and go on chemo. I, so at first I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be. Sh- this is going to suck, but my, me being like ignorant in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is tight. I'm going to get implants and I'm going to lose hella weight. Then I forgot, well, not forgot. I didn't know that they also put you on steroids with breast cancer. So I like ballooned in oh. the first month. And I was like, this is so, f-. and my skin went haywire. And I'm like, this is so fucked up. Like not only am I like in cancer treatment and have cancer, like now I'm also Big as hell. I'm, I look like oh, shit. Not only do I have yeah. cancer on the inside, I look and, like shit. And yeah. I was like, all like I got home. My first purchase home, speaking of fit check, was like the LL Bean duck boots, and okay. they would weigh me with the duck boots on, and oh, so they would. On. And I'd be like, I was like one seventy one time, and I was like, that's not. This is not who I am. Like uh, this isn't right. And so I would then be like, you know what? Actually, hold on. Let me take these fucking duck boots off. And I bought a really nice big North Face jacket. And one time they're like, no, just leave it on. I was like, no, I don't weigh this much. So I thought I was like, oh, this is tight. I'll lose like 20 pounds. I'll be like 120, 5'1". Like that's like Kim K stature. And then my ass was like 170, couldn't even fit in the North Face jacket I had just bought. My face was all like swollen. And that's when you can tell like when I stopped. Well, you, well that's a, you can, you're 170 with Johns. Without Johns, you're like... No, with without Jones, I was like one sixty five. I was like, so, I, it was a mess. Anyway, so what I'm hearing, yeah. what what I'm hearing, Lauren, is that you were a uh, you were an eight in Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I w- used to be like a ten in Buffalo. A now Buffalo I'm like, hard now I'm like a three. No, <laughs> three. No, no, um, you're like a Buffalo six. Thanks. I'm a Buffalo six these days. That's good. What's your? Great. What are you like? You're like an Albany seven point three. <laughs> A Utica, New York, nine. That's great. A Utica, nine. Shout out Greg Babcock, also from Utica, right? Yo, Buffalo's oh, tight, yeah. though. Um, I went there with some boys, and the only real, the only real like uh, perk I've ever gotten from working from our time at Barstool was when Big Cat put out a tweet, and he's like, yo, Buffalo uh, Bills Mafia, who wants to take care of my boy uh, Jimmy for the weekend? He's like, oh, he did that. 
Yeah. And wow, like, I'm not I mean, the plug. No, hell no, dog. No, it's not Because we plug. were talking for a while, and you're like, yo, I'm boys with DJ, DJ Milk. DJ yeah. Milk. Shout out to DJ Milk. He's the Pagula's DJ. But I think, he, I think he's in, like, the... I think he's like, you know, Bougie Bills Mafia. Yeah, uh, he Barstool is. will put me in touch with the fucking, uh, the mud, the goddamn mud, the trenches. They hate me because of that piece I wrote for a complex because I was like, oh, Bills Mafia, a bunch of fucking drunks, but like fun drunks. And like, actually, we're, um, we do fundraising for, and I'm like, I know you do that, but also you guys do this too. So like, whatever. They hated me after this piece I wrote for complex about going to the home opener. Damn. Wait, out the Bills Mafia though. Wait, so are, have you since squashed the beef with them now that you're back? No, I'd like to squash the beef. Oh, but so you would you like to use throwing fits right yes, now? Yes, I'm and, sorry and our, that I... And our connections to the extended <laughs> Barstool universe? I'm to, to so apologize. sorry. I really apologize, apologize uh, directly to Pinto Ron. That's who really... Yeah, oh, my God. This. Didn't Pinto Ron die? What? No. No. From Some, COVID? No. no, no. <laughs> Some big bills person died. I got to find it. I, I'll find it. But at some. It was Jim big, Kelly. Yeah, Jim Kelly. Cancer. Jim Kelly did not die. I know, but he had crazy cancer, didn't he? I know. Yeah. It's like a Buffalo curse. Everyone here has cancer. <laughs> well, only, only the most famous people from Buffalo, clearly. Clearly, no. Your Buffalo's people, first daughter. There's something in the water. No, I don't know. It's like well, don't say that because you could put something in the water that would cause cancer. Maybe problem. It's hot sauce. Well, it's there's hot some. Sauce. Maybe mm. all the wings. Can you imagine? Can you right, imagine? No. We also live on Lake Erie, which is like pretty fucking gross. Like I'm at my friend Mary's house, and she used to do crew. And you guys, the crew team, found a dead body rowing what? in Lake and Erie. Dead body on a run. And dead bunnies on our no, own. Oh, dead, dead bodies. bodies. Yeah, dead bodies. You want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe it's Lake Erie. Well, that's like well, growing up in Stand By Me is different than like a nuclear okay. power plant polluting. Wait, there, is, there is the Love Joy. Love No Love Canal. In the Love Canal in Tonawanda, which is, is like an, some other polluted air blows towards it's gross. There's okay. just bad oh. stuff happening up here. It's like Aaron. I heard Aaron Brockovich got involved. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have no the- I'm serious. I really think she did. I, like, there's like the Coca-Cola plant here. And it's just everyone here. Everyone here either has had cancer, has well, cancer. Their family had Buffalo. cancer. Well, some problems can only be solved by Aaron Brockovich. We know this. Yeah, she's a she's a goat. I honestly, in one of my manic episodes, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to law school and I'm going <laughs> to find out why the city of Buffalo has so much cancer. And then I was like, all right, take but your with global warming, With global warming um, and with us just finding comforts in food, isn't Buffalo kind of like on the rise? Wait, so Are Buffalo you- is going to be like a sanctuary city for global warming because of like the extreme temperatures here, it's going to be more temperate with global warming. I read that. And National Geographic said we were like the top third food city in all of the U.S. I don't know. I forgot how good food tasted. So we should gentrify Buffalo right now is what you're saying. Buffalo's already being gentrified. It's a damn mess over here. I mean, I just got a new apartment on Niagara Street next to a fucking tow yard. My dad was like, are you living next to Big Boy's Lot? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Is it new, though, new and nice? It's so new and nice, and it's so cheap, and it's so wait, renovated. Can it, can we, can, wait, James, I know we're going to ask about money, but can you tell us right now on, on uh, record, how much do you pay a month in rent for your be- beautiful, new, gleaming apartment? In Buffalo, it's thirteen fifty with the parking spot included, which is important because in LA, I paid... And 
extra hundred dollars a month for my parking spot, which right. is the scam. So thirteen fifty with everything but electric and Wi-Fi included. So how many bedrooms? It's like two. Well, it's a bedroom and a half. There's like a den, and there's a bathroom and a half, and it's a thousand square feet. Damn. With the patio. I mean, so and in unit, in unit washer dryer, which hey. I haven't fucking had that since I was 18 and I'm 30. Go off, queen. Your money can I, go, your money can go fucking far in Buffalo. Yeah, but like also, what the fuck am I going to do for it? Well, this nothing. is something we can get into, but. Nothing. You're going to do, you're going to no be idea. so bored. Again, so you just got to. You know what you should do? You know what you really should do is start up the uh, Barstool Buffalo chapter. <laughs> I swear to God, anytime I just mentioned that I had a pod on Barstool, I was treated like a fucking king. Like I was. I was at some yeah. club, I think it was called the National. Um, is there a people, club in Buffalo called the National? No. Okay, it's something else. But they were like, I, was like, yeah, I, have, a, I have a podcast. Cap, capper. And I was like, capper. what bar? Dick what sucking, bar did you go to? Find out. Dick Sucking Ron. I'm trying to find out. He's texted uh, the boys. But Dick Sucking Ron was like, yeah, he's got a, he's got a pod at Barstool. And people are like, oh, let me buy you a White Claw. Yeah, they have White Claw. I've never seen this, I guess. I don't know what I was doing in LA, but they have White Claw at bars here. Just yeah. shocking. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the future. Welcome to the future, Lauren. Also, James, you're an idiot if you think that Barstool doesn't have some type of Buffalo chapter already. But Lauren, do they not? Run, yeah. The president, you should run for whatever president of whatever chapter and use yeah. us as a name drop. And we'll. I, set- I always name drop you guys. Hell yeah! Cool. Oh yeah! Um, I, I linked you on my resume. No, I, I should do that. Lauren, Don't speaking of name dropping, um, you're clearly an arbiter of taste. You're a Buffalo Seven, as we said. Uh, so, uh, you know, top 70%, um, top 30% of all good looking people in Buffalo. Thank um, you. You heavily fuck with you. There's a reason why you're back on the podcast and it's not because you're make a wish. So we yeah. have a, a little segment, uh, fuck with, not fuck with working okay. title. Don't work on the title. Um, you're a writer or former writer. Maybe you can help us with that. Um, we yeah. want to throw some categories at you and okay. you tell us what within those categories you're fucking with. Okay. What you're not fucking with. First up, obviously brands and it doesn't have to be fashion brands it can be just all brands yeah brands that affect your life in a positive way to start <sighs> in the fuck with section i don't know what a, i have no i don't even know <laughs> brands that fuck with my i mean i no that that you fuck with i know i get it i know i sorry mine um we went through this <laughs> I know. I'm, I don't have any... Like, I've been wearing Reebok since the last time I was on your podcast. I'm really Thank thankful to Veronica from Beats who sent me my first pair of Beats headphones. That was really great. Um, what other brands? Polar Seltzer. Thank you. There it is. Shout out to Polar Seltzer. What are your flavors? Ruby Red Grapefruit. Patron for me getting back into tequila. I didn't drink tequila all during treatment. I... It would do a number on me. Can I not shut up, Patron? You're giving me a finger. No, no, no. I was gonna say. I was gonna say the uh, the the club that I went to is called the Rec Room. <gasps> you went to Rec Room? Damn! What are you? 18? That's so yeah. weird. No, he's, he's not 18, but at the time he was trying to sleep with an 18 year old. We girl. know. We figured that's not even a funny joke because I swear 18 year olds hang out. But Rec no, Room is. So I I haven't been James sleeping with underage girls. He loves that shit. James, well, please don't sleep with. As First your all, former just, fling, as your fort nook. What are the lips? We pouty. forget. Yeah, they look really pouty. All right, good. I don't know if your new throwing fits fans know, but on the last podcast, we detailed how we made out 
at Kinfolk. And I was like, and Julian, my former roommate, shout out to Julian, was like, you were making out with James and I had to pull you out of Kinfolk. And I was like, he had such pillowy lips. (laughs) That's great. Hey, yo, listen, man, the heart wants what the heart wants. So besides my lips, what other brands are you fucking with? What what is the best, Um, who has the best wings in Buffalo? Let's just get straight to the fucking. So, okay, yeah, like I don't, I'm not a brand person these days. I'm really into these champion or Gildan. No, this is a champion hoodie. I'm like so basic. I wear. Did you say Gildan earlier? Yeah, I meant champion. <laughs> I, think champion um, I think champion had a had a, a factory. In- oh wait, you know what? Let me shout out one thing. Actually, really quickly, the number one brand I'm fucking out these days is Juicy Couture because <laughs> I found a Juicy Cootie, a Juicy Couture. I found my old Juicy Couture like seer sucker or what do you call that? Seer sucker. Terry cloth. Sorry, Terry cloth. I don't. Seer <laughs> sucker. sucker? What are you a fucking lawyer in the old south? <laughs> okay, they did make seer sucker. I buy it. So I found my old Terry cloth um, hoodie and. After my double mastectomy, I had drains, which we can talk about in time, but uh, their pockets on the front were the best for the drains. So for two weeks, I just wore this hoodie. And then my best friend, Mary, was like, we are talking about Juicy, whatever, whatever. And she bought me, like, off Poshmark, one of those velour, like, so I've just been really dressing kind of, like, half glee that, half, like, mob boss, but, like, stuck in, like, 2009. You're like, oh, not, you're like, you're like uh, the simple life. You're the female Tony Soprano. Yeah, Yeah, kind of. So then, also, for my, like, I finished chemo present to myself. I was like very high up and edible. And I've always wanted one of those Balenciaga motocross bass like bags that like Lindsay Lowen used to wear in like 2009. So I bought myself one of those off the real real. Hell yeah. Like cute, I guess. How much it has like a little it was like four seventy five. It has one of like the front Coke pouches, which I thought was cute. <laughs> I love the like front like you Coke know, tour. Coke tour. Coke tour. Yes, I'm very Coke tour these days. I'll say that. <laughs> Um, and that's it. I don't know. Marlboro. Is that, can I check? No, I'm kidding. So what can you still blast darts? Uh, I definitely snuck some cigs during my treatment time. What's, what was the recommendation from the doctor? Please don't. Uh, <laughs> is that common? Are there, are there a lot of chemo patients that? Yeah. I mean, at, there's like this like memory. So when I first went home, I super quit and then like I'd be out and about during the first bouts of chemo and I'd be like, whatever, I'll have one. Like chemo is going to fucking shock this out of my body anyway on Mondays. And then like around my surgery, they were like, we know like you, cause I'm very honest with my doctors and they're like, we know you've been sneaking these, but like, do not sneak these. Cause like, we won't do reconstruction on you if you like smoke cigarettes. Like, it's their, it's their bad. Holding your, they're holding your yeah. titties hostage. No, they, cause like the smoking fucks with your blood oxygen levels. So like it doesn't, it could not heal right. So they were like really up my ass about that. So like, again, like I, at this point, like I'm grossed out that I ever woke up in the morning and had a cup of coffee and a cigarette. Like that is not what I'm you, at, you, and, you and me both brother. It's gross. Like I'm like, I like smoking still when I drink, but uh, listen, it tastes so listen. good. It tasted so good. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, Lauren. I agree. It's gross. I agree. But I yes. romanticize cigarettes so, so much. I know. Good. I know. So, like, it was fucked up. Like, I will be honest. My last day of chemo. We were. And, and, and there's something really calming to me about cigarettes. So, but, like, on my last day of chemo, I was so sick. 
And I was so like relieved, but also like I knew I had surgery and like I literally celebrated my last day of chemo by having a cigarette and then eating like Korean food. I'm like, that was so gross. And my mom was like, whatever, like do what you need to do. But like, I don't regret it. Like it was because I felt like that for me, it was like a control thing. Like I couldn't have them, but now I could. So like, let me do it. And then I was like hoping it would ruin cigarettes for me, but it was like, Kind of it only, it only could never be ruined. They could never be ruined. Did um did you get to smoke weed during chemo? Like was that? I don't yeah. Know. So I smoked a lot. I smoked some weed or um, ingest weed. Rather. I ate. Yeah, I ate a lot of weed, and then I did two months full sober. So um, that sucks. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know. No, it's okay. I like. I mean, it's. I told you I'd be honest. So during my treatment, I was like exposed to so many um, resources at this cancer center. And one of which was like, you can meet with a therapist and you can meet with a psychiatrist. So I met with the psychiatrist for the first time in my life. And I was like, let's see what this is about. And she's like, it sounds like you have bipolar two, which is like manic depression. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. That makes sense. And so she put me on mood stabilizers, which is like a very chill thing that I'm a huge fan of the lowest dosage. Um, and I was just like bipolar. That's so crazy. Like manic, like up and I'm not like a full, but there's bipolar one and bipolar two. So these mood on your, stabilizers on your, on your Kanye shit. Yeah. No, he's like definitely bipolar one. I was like more like when I'm really happy, I'm like, oh my God, everything's great. Like, this is the best thing. And then if I'm depressed, I'm like, this is horrible. But I didn't have a true manic episode. So they put me on these mood stabilizers. So for my own brain, because I was kind of relieved to like, this is nice to know. I went full sober for like, yeah, like 40 days to like two months ish. I don't know the exact day. So I did it. And then at the end... Thanks. At the end of chemo, my lungs were, everything was so weak that they were like, don't smoke. You could actually get a lung infection. And I was Ooh, like, okay. So then I just ate weed. Um, and I learned how to make my own edibles. I made my, I mean, my mom has like always kind of made her own brownies and cookies and whatever. Your mom rules, by the way. I don't know if, uh, she used to be a constant presence on your IG and she's just like a fucking awesome. Like, part, well, like, we live together awesome now. Cool so. Mom. We live together, so like the, hit each other. No, the like novelty of putting my mom on my stories every day wore off. Like my mom's a crazy person. Speaking of Bills, she was a former NFL cheerleader, so she's a big Bills fan. She was a Buffalo. Did she ever? Uh, did she ever pipe OJ? I asked. <laughs> she said no, but she did cheerlead during his era, early eighties hmm. ish, maybe. The, and then my my family has all been Buffalo Joe's. So my aunt was a Buffalo Joe. Buffalo yeah. <laughs> and now they're now they're done because the the bills didn't pay. They weren't paid. Whatever, whatever. Because of me too. You do the jiggle test. The jig. They did. There was like really fucked up things they would do. Though. Oh, like how you audition? You got to do a jiggle test. Yeah, that's what my we were just talking. About. Oh, you know, so I know. I heard. Test. That's what I heard. I know. I heard. And I, I wanted. My know. mom. My mom was in the era where it was very like rah rah pom poms like. Just like basic dancing, not like what they sure. do now. It's so. like a, a like eighties aerobic style, jazzercise. Jazzercise, exactly. We still have like I have this like really cool Jill's jacket. I have like a Jill's tracksuit from her era. It's cool. Fire. Well, the Bills are a brand. The Bills are like a, a brand. Huge brand. Like, yeah, like, like their stock has risen. Yeah, there's an ongoing joke that like this will be the, the year that they like make 
the Super Bowl again, but no one will be able to go cheer or celebrate it. So, like, that's going to be. Oh, yeah. And if you're a Buffalo fan, it's still worth it. Still worth well, it. Yeah, then everyone just gets hammered in their houses and yeah, then fucking shit. drunk drives in Buffalo. So, yeah, it's fine. It's fun up here. That's um, right. Yo, uh, hella, hella drunk Buffalo, driving. the capital of drunk driving. Hella drunk driving in Buffalo, I will say that. I was, I was uh, partying at the Pinto Ron tailgate with some guy, and he was fucking hammered. Grabbed his car. Handles, and he was just like, yeah, I'm drop, drop back to Philly after this. It's all good. Yeah, he's not from Buffalo. He lives in Philly, but sure. No, he's from I, Buffalo. I just, from Buffalo, lives in Philly. Drives back for every game. Everything in Buffalo. And drives back to Philly for his job. That's disgusting. That's also, also a really far also, drive. To be, clear, to be clear, Philly garbage as well. So yes. what, what I had. Uh, speaking of edibles, I had the only time I ever went to Philly was when we went. Julian and I went for Made in America with Budweiser, and Julian and I ate an edible. On the way up, and it was my first edible, and I was fucked the whole weekend. We didn't what? Even, what wow. You had your first edible that would have been twenty fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. I didn't like weed growing up. I was never. I was a drinker. I didn't. I never liked. You, weed. Didn't, you didn't like it, like it made you paranoid or whatever. Yeah, like the first time I ever smoked weed, I think I remember like my best friend Carly and I smoked it, and we thought it was lace. Like it had. She was. <laughs> she convinced me it was sprayed with Windex, and she started throwing up, what? and I was so high and she's puking and I remember she was like puking into this plastic bag I was holding and she was like it was laced and like I never touched weed again. Hey, hey, you want some lean? Oh wait, sorry, it's Windex. Sorry, my bad. I got confused. <laughs> Your insides were so shiny though. Your organs were just seeing Yeah, yeah. So hor- I mean, we okay, What are you going to smoke so a blunt laced with Windex? That's I guess now that we're adults, we know that that sounds crazy, but <laughs> There's just a lot of seems. weird weed memories we have. Um my friend just reminded me like we got high one time and went to Jim Steakout. Did you go to Jim Steakout while you were here, James? No. Nah, so it's so. like a late night food spot of like chicken finger subs and like, I don't know, the stinger wrap. And like a you stinger. You tell them about two subs. <laughs> the stinger wrap, which is like half steak hoagie, half chicken finger sub. And like my friend Mary was so high. She like put the weed on the counter. to pay. This is like before weed was ever legal anywhere. So right. I had some bad weed memories in high school. Okay, and- that's fair. And then uh, I moved to LA. So, <laughs> what up? <laughs> okay, so I think where are we where are we in fuck with not fuck with James? We're still on brands. What what brands are you not fucking with? Yeah. <laughs> what brands do you hate? I have no. I don't hate any brand. Oh come on. <laughs> I hate Susan G. Komen, the breast cancer brand. Oh, there's a breast kind of, cancer brand. Yeah, like okay. So remember, what? actually, James, you gifted these to me. Remember when we got pink Tims at Complex in like 2014, and they were like my size because they were like a men's five and a half. Sure. Anyway, Susan G. Komen is like the breast cancer brand, and I just don't fuck with it. It's like everything I got during treatment that I bought that the cancer center resource, like the resource center, the cancer center donated, whatever. Everything was like pink and floral and butterflies. And it was like, oh, literally like when I was recovering from my surgery, I'm laying in a bed. One pillow has fucking ladybugs all over it. The other one has butterflies all over it. And all the pillows were pink. And I'm like, this doesn't even vibe with like, general. This is what, get, this is cancer. This interior and it's design like, why is does, cancer. Yeah. And it's like, why mom, is I'm goth shit? now, mom. <laughs> yeah. I, this is like, why does this, why does breast cancer shit have to be like pink? And I look like Uncle Fester. Yeah. yeah, like, bitch, I want a black pillow and maybe some like top, like, I don't know. Just I'm part of the Adams party. family now. Bitch, I'm a human testicle. I don't want to be surrounded by pink right now. All sack. I don't want to have 
when you see things like NFL doing breast his, breast cancer month, not breast awareness month, which breast history month, would be breast fire month. Yo, yo, right, yo. Here's the, mo- his, here's the history of my tits. Um, yo, no. yo, yo, Chuck or Chef, we're gonna trademark breast history month. Get on that. We need mm. no uh, breast In honor of cancer me. awareness month. No, I think. Are you just like what is this trite fucking? No, no, no. Bullshit? That's all for like. I respect that like people do this for like funding because you want to fund research, right? So. Um, a lot of like people being like, oh, we're doing this, this, and this for breast cancer. We're in the that just makes us, or I don't want to say us, I hate that, but like breast cancer patients and like they get better funding for research studies done on breast cancer. That's not a bad thing. I just don't know why everything has to be pink and floral and butterflies and ladybugs. Like, it's obnoxious. Can, can, you, can you confirm? Well, can you, can imagine you confirm? like men. Men, have, men can have breast cancer. Do you want to have a fucking pink pillow after you get your tit chopped off? Absolutely. But uh, that's just me personally. What's the color of nut cancer? Like what's the official color? I don't color? know. Blue? Is it blue? It's got to be blue, right? Yeah, like why don't any other you know cancers why? have colors? Why? Blue lives matter, bro. Oh, stop. <laughs> blue, ball, blue balls matter. Blue balls You know matter. how blue I balls. feel. Fuck all cops, baby. <laughs> fuck, 12, fuck 12 over here. No, but um, it's funny. This year was supposed to be the ride for Roswell, my cancer center, on my birthday. And I was like, if anyone I know is riding in that, I'm going to be pissed because, number one, we should be day drinking for my birthday. But otherwise, like, just donate to me directly. Like, yeah. why, why does it have to be to my cancer center? Like, I'm done there. No, I'm kidding. Wait, but, yo, you want to shout out your Venmo? What's your Venmo? It's just my name, Lauren Nostro. Yo, I don't yo, need yo, any if, Venmo. If yo. anyone wants to send me things, things I'm looking for. A couch, mid-century furniture, really nice plates, maybe a cast iron. Well, okay, okay. I think you're getting a little bit ahead of yourself. What I was going to no. say is if you've been listening to Lauren, and you want to throw her a fiver or a tenner? Yeah, fi- yeah. Lauren-Nostro. But it cost a fiver. I had a tenner! <laughs> but, <laughs> but also, at the same time, if you want to cop her an Eames lounge chair, apparently. Yeah, please. Go crazy. Go no, crazy. I... Is it Eames? I always thought it was Eames. Is it Eames? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Ames. How corny am I? I buy the fake, the fake Ames chairs off Amazon, and they that's come an in Ames. That's, that's an Ames. That's an Ames. You bought um, an Ames. Yo, you bought you bought a loud pack of four Ames chairs. Bro, this is a thing that Julian taught me. So Julian, I move in with Julian. I love Julian. Julian, I'm so sorry. I'm playing the boss. I know Julian's like <laughs> but really about brand. So who cares? He's so hot. So Julian's so like, uh, daddy, I daddy. really want these chairs, and I was like. My dad is in construction now, but at one point was an architect and we live around a bunch of like Frank Lloyd Wright houses and I, my dad had taste. So I didn't know, but I didn't know what these chairs were. And Julian's like, I want to buy these off Amazon. They're like four for like $120. And I was like, all right, cool. We'll split it. And I was coming in with this like amazing Scarface table that was glass. And I was like, this is going to be really fun to do coke off of. And so we had this like really like. Best this, roommate ever. The table that I bought was like $100. Julian's like, we got to get these chairs. Now come to find out like years. I mean, not come to find out years later. I found out eventually, but they're like the fake. Eames chairs and like so it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Every, no, every apartment I get them because I'm like oh. this shit looks rich and they oh. fucking wear and tear well and so no one so else. You're, and, 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 and you guys are like brand kings and if you came to my whores. house you wouldn't know you wouldn't know if they were real. Or we're not, brand so. whores, but the point that you're making, which I agree with, is perception is reality, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> exactly. So, you know? Fake it till you make it. Just fake yeah. it till you make it. Yeah. Um, fail upwards, perhaps. Fail upwards. Lauren, I want to ask you about what's on the feet. Sneakers. 
You know you got the fucking box on. You're uh, gonna love this. I got this. What sneakers are you fucking with right now? And don't say don't say filas. Please don't. Eli. I don't. I never got into the fila. Okay, you good. never. You you are going on record right now under oath saying. I swear that to God, God. I swear to God on my life. Because that is that is some that is some <laughs> truth. That, that is some I've true never. foot. That is some true foot cancer right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I, well no, let me I'm ask. Never. Here's be honest with us. If you weren't dying, would you have copped a pair to test drive? If I wasn't dying. Um, no, I, the only thing that I was kind of like turned on by was like, is it, does it give me height? Like, I don't know. Yeah, Like substantial. That's why it was so uh, popular. And they got no. the monster and they got the monster I would, truck. I wouldn't know how like, to, they would turn I can't me even, six foot. I can't even walk in my vans that are like the thicker vans, like the high rise vans. So what's so, on, what's your, what's your current sneaker rotation? So obviously I love my Reebok, but my friend Ariel sent me like this insane Adidas package of like comfy clothes and ultra boost. And I really, really love ultra boost, but I really specifically love this ultra boost pair that, um, I don't care. I'm not, I don't work for anyone anymore. So I can talk shit. I started right. at universal in 2017 at the time goat was really picking up. And this kid that worked for goat or for goat was like, talking to my boss and he's like, we want to do all these artist partnerships, but we don't have any connections. And my boss was like, Oh, you should meet Lauren. So this dude from goat basically jacked me of all of my artist connections. I was like giving him emails to managers and publicists and like kind of whatever. And he gifted me one pair of ultra boost for all of these contacts. I got him for goat and they're the white ultra boost from 2017. And I'm so obsessed with them and they don't make them anymore to the point where I had my uncle paint the sole with white paint. So they look brand new. And I like threw them in the washing machine, bleached them and then painted them. So they look new. And wow. that's all I've been wearing. That is some thrifty shit. Oh, yeah. and then I got Crocs. I got um like the, yeah. the camel Crocs with like the fur lining. And they say white people have no culture. Come on. Right? And wait, and then a friend, think again, my sweetie. friend, think again, sweetie. Wait, Lauren, Lauren, can I ask you a real question? What? So you're like, you're probably the most Italian fucking Ital that I know. Do you think, it's, are Italians white people or not? Can you settle mm-hmm. this? What? Italians are 100% white people. Wait. Oh, how is that a question? What are you talking about? Because Italians don't think they're white. Yeah. That's a thing, James. James. This is, yo, I'll say this. this I'll say this. Debate. I'll My say this. When, when Italians, very, um, Italians don't think that they're white people. No. They think yeah. that they're like... Especially Sicilians. Especially Sicilians. Well, to and be fair, no one, wants to, no one wants to be white, so I understand where they're coming from. And yes, <laughs> when they were first coming over in like the 1800s all the way to like the 1920s, they were considered non-white. Excuse me. Excuse me. I mean, right. Italian Americans. I should have been more. Yeah. You know what I Italian American. Well, no. I just to me, like Italians don't think they're white. I'm. That's why they tan raised. so much. That's why they tan so much. Yeah. yeah like, do you think Joe LaPuma really thinks he's 100 percent white? No. We know that. <laughs> but, but here's the question. <laughs> I love Joe, but like, I don't like. He doesn't like. I don't know. I didn't. It's should it's Joe crazy. should but Joe LaPuma come on this podcast? This is a big yeah, point. Can of, we this get big Joe? Can we get Joe to get on the pod yet? Or what? Like, what is the issue? Wait, He's not that busy. No one's shopping for sneakers, dog. We're going into a depression. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dickhead, but aren't Italian Italian Americans are white people? Irish Italian Americans are white people. Irish Americans are white people. Are white people? Yes. Jews are Jews. I'm not Jewish. So I'm not common. I can say that because I am Jewish. Okay, so if go you're watch, Jewish, Lawrence, I'll say this, Lawrence. Go watch the first. Go watch the first episode of Black AF. Go watch that. I, like, I heard it's really good. I heard it's really good. And I heard it's kind of mids, but I think it really, uh, they talk about the same shit we talk about, which is like, you know, Gucci sweatsuits. But there is a monologue where Ken, what's his name? Kenya Barris. He has like a Jewish 
personal assistant and the guy's like, well, I'm Jewish. And he's like, bitch, you white. Like, don't even <laughs> fucking try that. Yes. Like, well, of course, I'm, uh, I am white to a black person, but I'm just as, I'm, I feel like. Oh, so uh, you're masking? You're masking? No, so you're talking yes, only yes. to white people when you guys consider yes, yourself. I, Every, I'm Italians are white, Jews are white. I did realize um, this kind of hit me during our live Zoom when we had a reporter from the New Yorker uh, in in the cut. I was like, "Damn, oh. all we do is talk about race. This yeah. is kind of fucking weird." And then you're going off like on your weird German accent, talking about like demanding <laughs> to know what race people are. Like I was like, "Yo, <laughs> yo, demanding, stop!" <laughs> Here's the thing that I find offensive. I'm not demanding anything. I am trying to learn. I'm trying to educate. Shut up, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> So I can further the discourse. I will say, Sicilians are consider themselves not white. Like I know, like and and I'm. Are you Sicilian? I'm like fucked up. Like I'm. (laughs) Yes, we're very aware. We're all fucked up. So I'm from. My family is from Calabria. Ooh, the the chili, the chili, the chilies. Yeah, Yeah. Calabrese chili. So we're from like right, right over the like. What is that? An ocean. See, Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> <laughs> you clearly know what you're talking about. Ask tequila once. Huh? Chemo brain? Yeah, no, chemo brain is what we call it, um, which is a real... Oh, thing. that's a very... That's what I have, too, by the way. Uh, my friend that I'm with, is she was born with chemo brain, so... Oh, Lauren, <laughs> yeah, Lauren, by the um, way, when you talk to Mary, we can hear Mary. Sorry, yeah. You can hear her? Okay. A little bit, yeah. Sorry. Which is fine. Sorry, yeah. sorry guys. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's my fine. best friend from know. childhood. I have you been? Have you have you been to the motherland? Yeah, I've the been fatherland. My it was a fucking horrible experience. You want to know why? Speaking of brands, Mercedes Benz makes a fucking station wagon, and my mom, when we were going to Italy, she's like, "Can you believe it? This like Mercedes Benz station wagon is like so fucking cheap." So I rented it, and my grandfather was like, "What is a station wagon?" Right? Because he's like so Italian, he barely spoke English. We're driving up the mountainside to visit my grandfather's family and we're driving in this huge car, which you know in Italy and in Europe, they don't drive big cars. So we're like, there's no guardrail. So I'm like, we're going to fucking die. And here's my mom. She's like, I'm so sorry we got the station wagon. Like we literally almost couldn't drive it where we were going. And then we get to the top of the mountain and my grandfather's like, this is, takes us some plaque. And it was like the the homeland or the hometown <laughs> of Gianni Versace. Ooh, so he grew up next to Gianni Versace. And we thought it was like, I never took it seriously. Let's get the fuck out of the property. But <laughs> here we are like driving up this fucking mountainside in a Mercedes Benz like station wagon. And we're like almost like literally falling off the cliff. And my mom's crying because she feels so horrible renting this huge car in Europe. And then we get to the top of the hill. And my grandfather's like, I just wanted to take you here so you could see my hometown. And no, we're Gianni what Versace. Is, what Italian rents a Mercedes? My mother, who's so tacky. When I was in LA, I drove a Fiat. So I was like real Italian. Like J-Lo. Yeah. But I had to give that. I had to give it up. I actually had to find someone to take over my lease. I do think uh, the Drake remix of Versace with Migos has one of the best albums. So um, good. Outro music, Still, potentially like, outro music. Absolutely. I think the ad lib we that I'm thinking of is is uh, one of the one of the Migos is like, I don't want to hear your opinion. Like yeah. that's oh, yeah. the, that's the full ad lib. <laughs> the the that was when Migos, and this is the best transition we could ever hope for because we have while also a human ball sack, she has very <laughs> great taste in rap music. Thank you. Yes. I did. And we let's get into let's Lauren. What? I haven't listened to any music in a year. What, it doesn't what, have to be new. We just want to know what you, what yeah. you, Lauren Nostro, 
uh, future hip hop correspondent of Throwing Fits. We'll get into that um, later. We'll get into that later. What music are you fucking with? I have to imagine as I've, I've rewatched Breaking Bad. So to my understanding, you just kind of sit there in a chair. Like you must have been listening yeah. to music no, while you're getting actually, your. Yeah. I didn't listen to music. So I. Really? Yeah. So I was weird. Like I. When I was driving around, or if I'm at a friend's house, like I put on ice cream paint job yesterday when we were drinking. Like yes. I, I'm very in like a kind of like juvenile party mode. But um, I did this in the music a few times in the cancer center because what would happen is fuck cancer centers. You walk in and it's like eight o'clock in the morning and you're going to get injected with poison and they have like a live like guitar player sitting in there. Oh, they're so playing cool. like the worst time was when I got playing Wonderwall. <laughs> like essentially, but the worst That's time fine. was I, I, guitar. It's I like got the house. I got chemo. I got chemo on like Christmas Eve, and I walked anyway, in, and it Wonderwall. was like it was like seven thirty in the morning, and they're playing like Oh Holy Night, and I just started Ugh. crying because I was like, this is the most depressing shit I've ever heard of. What the no, fuck? So- no, it was horrible. And now, because of COVID, you can't have volunteers and you can't have fucking guitar players and fucking harpsists in there. So what I did was I actually like filed not a complaint, but like a you know like you can like a comments. And I was like, it's so much nicer to walk in and listen to like soul Wait, music. Your, your chemo yeah. center has a suggestion box. Yeah, every every single thing should have a suggestion box. All right, I know that I know that you're out, but if you still have homies that are getting chemo. Have them because Lawrence and I we, we're we're trying to go on tour, you know. Once like COVID's over, okay. Uh, what if this is kind of an untapped market? But what if we start doing live shows in chemo centers? Yeah, dude, that would be a living hell. Oh, for yeah, them or for us? Um, for both. Also, like you can't like no one's gonna like like okay. So a friend of mine plays guitar and he was home for the holidays and he was like, I'm gonna volunteer at Roswell. Don't because do you're you're in chemo <laughs> and he's like. And so he goes through the application process and they're like, um, this isn't exactly what we're looking for, but we'll get back to you. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You have like, you, the, the people that were playing these instruments were older and looked more sickly than the people that I was getting chemo next to. And I was like, this is so what like, what kind of music does your boy play? Like, just like, I don't know, yacht rock, let's say. Oh, but I was just like, who yeah. knows? It was just horrible and depressing. So sometimes, one, I love this stick. So one time when I went in, like, usually I would play, like, opera music. I don't know, like, a lot of opera. Well, first, well, first of all, mm-hmm. this is insane to me because you, you walk in to get your treatment and some fucking hippie. Yeah, that ass. Just, I like, will send you a fucking video. Like, and I would walk in being like, is this seriously necessary? You know, like, it's, it's like a Juicy J. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, no, no. And then, it was insane. No, play bangers. Wait, the, play the, the, And then one time I was in the breast center, right? Because there's all these different centers in the center. And I'm waiting for my appointment. This motherfucker rolls up, stands on the corner and just starts strumming on his guitar. And I was like, no, this is like not like this is not the territory. Like that's supposed to be downstairs. And I complained and they're like, no, there are people that volunteer to play music and just walk around the hospital and play wherever they uh, feel like yeah. they should. Just because you volunteer doesn't mean you can fucking I, think I was also like younger than everyone else there by 30 years. So I was like, maybe I'm just being Who is this for? It, so Wait, but the thing, who is this for? Who is this for? Who does this help? This helps the guy playing watch, the guitar. That's I was trying to watch like, it was really fun. Like it was so weird. Cause like 
in years past, like when they would announce like Grammy nominees, I'd be like at the complex office and we'd be fucking like pounding away at our Late keyboards. Night. Late right? night. Or like well, even, Wall Street shit. <laughs> yeah. Morning. Like in the, I'm talking about like the nominees. Like when they do like Golden Globe nominees and like Grammy nominees, like you would be in like the complex office super fucking early to blog it. Frazier thought now, going brazy on the sticks. <laughs> Chops sweating behind him, pacing, getting the fucking details. Chops got the meat sweats. <laughs> Chops is shout out to Chops. Chops is not Chops is a little anxious right now in quarantine. Chops needs a fucking haircut. I, was, I FaceTimed with that man today. He needs a fucking haircut. Let me okay, tell you that. Everyone needs a fucking haircut besides me. So Yeah, yeah facts. <laughs> but um, I'm like, you know, in years past, we all bought, like, got there early and got our coffee and cigarettes in and logged the shit out of it. This year, I'm like sitting there watching Grammy nominees with a bunch of like 60-year-old people that are like, oh, who's that? Oh, cool. And I'm like, this is like so humbling. Like, like <laughs> last year I was like at Universal and we're like, did an artist that we were working with get nominated? And now I'm in my cancer center and there's like 50 of us just watching the same small ass fucking 30 inch like, TV. And we're like, oh, I think I know that. Like it was the most. Wait, so, so because, be, so because you were just actually very recently, you know, in the fucking war room doing the thing, who should we be listening to? Like, who are you riding for? No one. No one? I don't know. Right not now, even, like, not even new right shit. Now. Not even new yeah, shit. Or like what? what like what was on? I, I want to know what I want to know what you were freaking like, playing. I really, I really like the Snow Allegra album. Um, this was it this year? Or was it last? You know, this year. I'm like, what day is it? A uh, 2020. Um, like right now, we're listening to Jesus. I still really like oh Jesus. Yo, Jesus, right? Jesus, right now for me. It's kind of wild. It like we it just, really hits. It hits. James and I talked about this. We were super fucked up, so I don't really remember the argument that was made. Uh, and I think the video will come out later. But I think Jesus for the Throne Fits podcast is the number one yay record right now. Oh, hundred percent. Also, I think we all worked at Complex during that time. I remember going to like North Seventh and Bedford when they I was vining it. Which, yeah. like, oh, that's that another new, weird thing. Like, slaves projections. Yeah, yeah. and, like, I uh, remember doing that. And that's another weird thing for me now is, like, seeing the growth of TikTok and, like, being so... Nos- a lot of what I've dealt with is, like, nostalgia. So I'm, like, I don't really want to listen to new music, but, like, oh, I want to feel, like, how I felt, like, during this record. And, like, another weird thing is, like, the TikTok, like, surgeons during COVID, especially, and me being, like, so nostalgic for Vine. Like, it's bizarre, but yeah. I don't really have... A ton of what, uh, what other nostalgia is like bringing you back? Like, is it? Oh, like, there's like so many weird things. Like, is it like sixteen, like Uzi and Yachty, or is it like Ooh. before even like? No, it's all them? before that. I feel like for me, a lot of the nostalgia is like. I mean, like, there's nostalgia in a lot of... Yeah. It's so weird. Or, like, when we were, like... I mean, we... My friend and I, when we were, like, younger and we're in Buffalo and it's, like, we're 18 to 21 and we're out at all these bars because, like, we went to bars underage here. So, like... No, Rec Room wasn't... What was Rec Room before it was Rec Room? Rec Room. (laughs) No, because... Rekker used to be Dis- oh. Discovery Zone. When Campbell got thrown down the stairs. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. The bar that Rec Room is now is a bar that my friend the got lodge. thrown. The Lodge. A friend of ours got thrown down the stairs by a bouncer at like what oh it used to be. Like I'm so. Sure, hey, I'm sure he deserved it. 
No, he didn't deserve it. No one gets. But, but my point Wait, is, Lauren, Lauren, I'm can very, I ask you, Lauren, before yeah. we lose the plot completely yes, again, yes. like we had done a hundred times, sixty-nine times. What I'm the worst guess. What do you think of Griselda as someone from Buffalo? What do, What does Buffalo think of the the glow up? Which we've talked about it a bit with some guests. Dro, I think James. Yeah, Bush, yeah, Dro uh, probably loves yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, but like, Dro was she? Is she? Does he still work for Shady Dro? No, he's at uh, he's no. at Def Jam. He's at Def Jam full time. But Joe was shady before, I know. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah that's man. but like West Side Gun is fucking sick. Benny the Butcher is fucking sick. So I'm a big Holly fan. The I like. I love. Um, I mean, for me, it's like Benny Conway West Side, and that's no shade. That's just like what? my preference in rappers. What do yeah. you think of the the fucking West Side record? No, it's all great, and I'm really happy for Buffalo that it's like I always feel like this kind of regret because I remember. Now right posts was it now right I don't know now right probably probably like posting them early and then I always feel like I like didn't do this like due diligence for Buffalo because you were gone right you were gone by then right well I mean I think it was like at the tail end of my complex true blogging days like when they were kind of starting to brew but I think it's exciting I think Buffalo this is a problem with Buffalo. Like it has so much potential all the time. And I just want to see something come to fruition here for it. So it's really exciting. I think people here are really excited about music again, but at the same time, Buffalo is like an incredibly racist, horrible city in that sense. Like Griselda did not perform here on their fucking big tour. Like the, what would she do? Like, because they, didn't they don't wanna, because it's a it's a predominantly white I don't I don't know the reasoning behind why they uh, Buffalo was not a tour stop on the WWCD tour I don't get it I don't know what the reasoning is but I do think like my biggest thing coming home is like you see all these people on tour all the time and they're doing New York and they're doing Toronto as shows why wouldn't you stop in Buffalo? Chances are you're driving through it to get to Toronto because a lot of people either start their tour in Toronto or they start it in New York, then go to Toronto. And it's like, we're literally, I'm like, and I went to school in Toronto growing up. And like, so I'm an hour and a half from Toronto. So my thing is like, it's weird here. That I think it's just all, all the Buffalo people can, can go to the show in Toronto. And probably they can, but it's still like, why wouldn't you just do a smaller show here? I'm like still trying to figure out why. And a lot of it is like, they don't let you book rap shows here. It's still incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, might, it might be I've had be friends, the system. I've had friends, fault. I've had, yeah. And I've had friends that have DJed in, in, in places in Buffalo and they've been told you brought to too dark of an audience is wow. a, a, a direct quote what? that a friend of mine who booked a DJ set in Buffalo had someone tell them that I don't know if he was a promoter, if he was working at the bar, whatever, like direct quote. And like, that's such a fucked up thing for me because it's like we, everyone else in the entire, it's so weird to be here because everyone else in the entire country is like, Griselda is a shit. This is so fucking dope. Look at this. It's like real rap and like Drake's down for them and blah, blah, blah. But like at home, like half the people I talk to do don't even follow them. Wait, Lauren, or I gro- hear stories like that. Lauren, growing up, what rap shows did you go to in Buffalo? Like who played mm. did anyone or did you go to Toronto? At- we went to I mean, I 
rap show wise like I remember I saw Danny Brown here we went to Toronto a lot and I went to school there like I went to undergrad in Toronto right okay so you were so, there when you were 18 plus so and matter. we went used to go to the government and like that's where I, I my my first like concert in Toronto was Justice which like I'm so happy I ah. so cool. <laughs> Justice um, slaps dude they're they're just they're they're the non-robotic Daft Punk. Or like, wait, so we, we had them in natural music one time. We saw Kanye in two thousand and four at University of Buffalo, which yeah. is like glow another the weird thing. Glow in the dark. Yes, yes. Yeah. I saw that. I saw um, glow, I saw glow in the dark in North Carolina. Like yeah, weird shit. Yeah. But when he did the college tour, which was like super yeah. dope, and um, that's all I saw. Yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, my last. I, it's so weird because right now, like, so much of my life has felt like memories. Like, I haven't lived in Buffalo since I was twenty-one. So like, I'm grieving and living in Buffalo again and being nostalgic. So for me, like, I remember going to. We just talked about this recently. Like going to see Kanye. Um, it would have been 10 years ago when I moved back. And then like, um, I saw the kills in Toronto that came up recently on my Facebook memories. Like we were back and forth, but like rap show, I mean, like we used to have like hip hop night at a bar in Buffalo called hardware in Allentown. And like, they would play, and this is like 2007 or 2008, 2009. And they'd play like Tribe Called Quest, and they'd play fully. Like, it was very, like, that type of hip-hop, not particularly progressive. Trash. Listen, some of it was fine. What about fine? Fine. Fine. Lord, what about when you moved to L.A.? Like, did moving to L.A. kind of skew your taste in music? No, I just think, like, when I moved to L.A., I was like, I was so bad in New York. Now I'm going to be so good, like, in general. And I think... I don't know what kind of fake like life I lived for a year. It feels like a blur. I think in terms of yeah, well, no, it was two years. But I think in terms of LA music, like a lot of what I liked was what I could drive to in the car. So there were certain songs like I loved "Money in the Grave." Like I would be blasting that shit in my Fiat, cigarette out the window, being like, "I'm the baddest bitch in LA." Like, (laughs) Like that was like that was how I rated music. Was like what felt fucking cool to drive to. Yeah, like called, that was so called, different. It's called emotion. It's called human fucking. Condition. But then, like, you'd come to my house and I'd be like blasting like Mariah Carey fantasy throughout my house. Like, well, it's whatever music like, it is was there. Weird. Music is there to soundtrack your life. However, you need it. Well, to, mu- music's got a narrative. It fucking helps you along on your right. on this painful, miserable fucking existence. And but it's also like they, they always talk why. about they always talk about the car test where it's like anything you play in the studio sounds. And I do believe that. I really do believe. Well, you gotta you play it. You gotta play it on your shitty fucking uh, earbuds. Or you work you know, for Def Jam. Like sometimes I would go in the studio. Hey, with hey, people. let's leave my job out of this. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, sometimes you go in the studio with people and be like, "This shit sounds fire." And then you hear it on a regular speaker, and you're like, no, it just sounded good because we were in the studio and it was like an overwhelming like noise the bass quality. Was vibrating my body. I felt like right. I was on so of course it feels good. So a lot of it was car tests and a lot I think for me, like with chemo and cancer treatment especially, like I didn't listen to a lot of music because I never wanted to associate music. I never wanted to associate music with a certain point of that. So like for me, I'm like a nostalgic person. So I never wanted to be like, oh am I Halfway through my chemo, I was listening to this record, and then I'd never be able to listen to it again. Uh, Jovi, oh, halfway there. No, I would never oh, have done. I would have never done that. Yeah. That's like the standard uh, thirty Take minute. My power, head. It's a thirty yeah. minute uh, power. You get what I'm anthem. saying, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
You're not going to be like the most oppressed, saddest form of yourself and be like, I'm going to listen to music right now. Like, it's like, no, it's like, across the board though, in terms of what you're not fucking with, like, obviously you're not fucking with new music, but in general, but I'm not not fucking with it. I'm just saying like, what really, what really stands out to you? Like, cause obviously you're still kind of consuming it and like on top of what, what's out there and what's getting released. Like what to you? I don't know. Like, is there anything that stands out? We're just like, wow, this is what people are fucking with now. I'm I so really impressed with, I'm, I mean, I really am so impressed with like what Griselda has done and how they've, I just like, it's so nice to see everyone on Twitter, at least talking about it. When I go on and linger on my like one day a month, um, <laughs> no, no, there's anything that it's kind of sad. There's nothing during quarantine. That's really like impressed me. Music wise, where I'm like, oh, this is such a point, like, great way of doing this. Like, even, I mean, I love like the verses stuff is so cool to me. I love that. But there's not been an album rollout where I'm like, damn, this really like hits. And it's like something that is meaningful. Like, even like the Savage remix, I love that. But also, like, all the Duce Palooza dudes got outed for being fucking creeps. So, like, Cool, like we're like all talking about how Duce Palooza is like a bunch of fucking predators, and then like you get this dropped, and then like I feel like that just ruins this moment, but also helps it. I don't know. Is that I don't know if that's off topic, but I mean, it, it's a tough. But you know what I mean? Like everyone's talking about this one thing, then this song drops, and then you're like, well, do I keep talking about this one thing, or do I ignore this because the song? Like, and I saw that very much happen, and you're just like, okay. Like, the coolest thing that's coming out of quarantine is seeing Meg Thee Stallion get a Beyonce feature, but it was so overshadowed by the shitty thing that happened. So it's like... I mean, that shitty thing, I feel like, lasted like a few hours in the timeline, and everyone moved on. Um, it shouldn't move on unless everyone's like... But it probably, did overshadow, it probably did overshadow, like, the, the, the one moment that Savage Remix had to, like, make an impact, which is, like, the moment that it right. dropped. Right. Whatever, the... the, the Music discourse is fucking swamped and addled with, you know, the general zeitgeist. Let's move on to something that is more like one-on-one. Okay. Um, I'm sure that while in chemo and while in like cancer quarantine and current quarantine, you've been consuming a lot of film and TV. Mm-hmm. What film and TV are you fucking with? Let's just run through like, let's just run through like the top hitters. Just like bang, them bang, and bang, bang, bang. I watch, I watch everything. So, I, <laughs> okay. no, I, totally nailed it. Oh, I love nailed it. Nailed it is my shit. What is that? It's like a baking oh, it's like the, show oh, on Netflix. It's hysterical. Wait, it's baking? I thought there was like a. I thought it was like a Armenian like nail salon family or some shit. No, it's about like bake people that have no baking skills. It's called nailed it. It's hysterical. It's like about. It's like about amateur bakers trying to make like the most. Like oh, Lawrence Adam Pally is a huge fan of this. Really? Your close and personal celebrity friend Adam Pally is a huge fan of Nail Day. Nail Day is really good for when you're high. I haven't heard about this. Like, the whole point is, like... Despite like being always high. It's like these amateur bakers, and they try and make these, like, intrinsic works of art. And then, like, they're like, oh, we nailed it! And they're like, obviously you did it. It's, like, so funny. I've watched every Housewives franchise. I've watched Vanderpump Rules again from the beginning, which I never saw. Damn. Oh, wow. Welcome, so to the, welcome to the fraternity. Well, no, wait. So I was a big fan of Vanderpump, like, from season four, but I never watched one through three. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, this is why you're all fucked up, because you all fucked each other, like, right. during the first three seasons. Um, what do you think of the current shit? Because, like, we're kind of... It's horrible. Like no. Yeah. They need to revamp Vanderpump Rules. It is horrible. There's nothing that happens during any episode... 
Jax is completely, literally holding. Jax and Sheena are holding that entire series on their shoulders. It has been so bad. I'm shocked by how bad it's been. Every time they're old and they're old. They're old. I don't care about Raquel and like the other new bitch. I don't like what is her name? I don't even know. I don't. Huh? Dana. Yeah, I don't, like I don't care, and you spell your name with a Y. Like <laughs> my my sister's name is Dana. Dana spelled D A N A. Period. That's the only way to spell it. Period. So I'm, I'm so shocked by how boring it's gotten. And every time something gets remotely good, they're like, "Okay, next time on Vanderpump Rules," and you're like, "Okay, so you just spun this like three minutes of drama into two episodes. It's horrible." Um, but all the Real Housewives franchises have been really good. I about actually, uh, Summer House? I don't watch that show yet. Oh. But because I need to, like, go from the beginning, because I never realized until I watched Vanderpump that it was tied in with that. And, like, that, like, crossover episode was really good. So I'm going to start with there. But um, besides that, I downloaded Shudder, which is, like, the horror streaming app, and that has been really good, too. You downloaded an entire horror streaming app? You can add it to your Amazon Prime. It's called Shudder. Why do you Why do you want to be so scared? And so oh, wait, I like time? horror movies. They help my anxiety. Wait, really? They don't make it. They don't what? escalate it. No. So if I feel really ang- no, if I feel really anxious, I watch a horror movie because I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm anxious because like that person's gonna kill that person or this is happening. Because I have, like, generalized anxiety. So sometimes I'm like, why do I feel anxious? I have no idea. So if I watch horror movies, I'm like, oh, I feel anxious because, like, this person's about to die. You need a scapegoat. Yes, it's a scapegoat thing. What are some horror movies um, and movies in general that, you, that you've been fucking with? I really like The Invisible Man. Really? Oh, yes. I really Chuck. liked it. Chuck, shout out Chuck? Chuckle Zuvi Corner. What yes. do you think, uh, Chuck? Uh, I was a big fan. Um, she she fucking killed it, literally. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> a lot of, spoilers. A lot literally just ruined the whole movie. Chuck, how high are you? Oh. <laughs> what kind of scale are we talking? <laughs> On a wait, scale of- are, wait, Chuck's background is like true buffalo wings. How can you tell? How can you I tell? I think I just got wet looking at that. <laughs> oh, no, that's time in seven months. No, Lauren, those are your nipples. It was a false alarm. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't have nipples. Oh, and it was real. What what makes them buffalo wings? Actually, like how dark, like how dry rub they are. What makes okay. a nipple a nipple? Best friends are each buying you a nipple. Yeah, we're all buying. Everyone's buying me nipples. How I have is not nipples. Can you? Like- I don't know. It's like I don't like. I have no nipples. They took them. I was like very hoping they would save them, but they're like, um, your new nipples are not going to look good on your new boobs. So we just. There's Wait, so so because you're getting new nipples, you can pick the size and the shape and everything of your nipples. We're gonna get to that. We, we're gonna we, get to that. Okay, go ahead, gonna James. get to that. Oh god but, damn it. I just wanna I, know, do they not save your nipples in like a jar of in a jar of like vinegar? Ice. Ice. No, they didn't save no, them. Ice. I asked to save everything. They're like, no, really. Um, Lauren, I see yes. what you're trying to do. We're gonna run through the rest no, of part one I'm real good. quick. Uh, no, I'm good. Is I'm good. Any film, good. Is there any film and TV you're not fucking with? No. You, you just consume everything. Yeah. I mean, I really, like, like, the thing that sucks for me is, like, everyone sent me books during... Oh. Like, it was like, I have cancer. And I was like, read this book during your treatment. But what people didn't realize, I think, is, like, my chemo brain was the worst part of my treatment. Like, and that's something that everyone's like, you're cured. I'm not cured. I'm in remission. And for me, the biggest thing is my mental health. 
going forward. But chemo brain is what I've read from this. I got really into like nerding out on the studies and this will all have a point. So I will circle back, but the studies of the (laughs) studies of chemo brain was like, it's basically a mix of Alzheimer's and ADHD. Oh, so you're like Joe Joe Biden. Yeah, yes, exactly. Your your brain is made of jello. No, 100%. And so sometimes, like I remember the one day I was trying to figure out the word for Alzheimer's. You you fingered your brain in a a hallway. Oh, through an earlobe. Wow. So the first day, like I realized I had it was I was trying to figure out the word for obtuse. And I couldn't figure it out for days. And it drove me crazy. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like I whatever. So I couldn't read because every time I would try and read a book, I'd read like 50 pages in an hour and then be like, okay, what did I just read? Yeah. And it how, many, how many words per minute is that? I don't know. <laughs> fucking asshole. I don't know what the fucking words were in it. My point is I would be reading it because like, I'm a fast reader. I'd read it and I would not, I wouldn't remember what I read. So because of that, I was like, okay, pause on reading. Let me watch every TV show. I mean, my ass is watching like, um, what is it called? Like pretty little thing. What is that? Liars? Thing? No. Uh, 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 lonely people. I normal watched people. so. No, I was watching like normal, people. like normal nighttime people. TV, like primetime TV. Like, um, I watched like like okay, Survivor. Prim- no, like like blackish. No, you guys are throwing modern me family. No, throwing fits. The Goldbergs failing upwards. I was, you know what I watched on, okay, I, you know what I watched in four days was with Nurse Jackie. For, oh, oh. Eddie Falco. Amazing yeah. show, Showtime, yeah. amazing. Love I watched, like, I mean, I love better things, like Pamela Adelon, like, I love her. I watched every Housewives, like, I just watched everything. Can you do me a favor? Can you um, give a 15-second elevator pitch to Lawrence on why he should get into 90 Day Fiance, specifically before the 90 days. Let's go. 90 Day Fiance is the most delusional people you'll ever meet in your life, and you will completely feel better about yourself for being, like, crazy, but not, like, that crazy, where you, like, sacrifice your entire sanity and your family and your friends for, like, a love interest. And and, And that. For, like, some, some woman that, like, you know, liked three of your picks on Lawrence, no, wait. Why are we pitching this to Lawrence? Like, wait, what, Lawrence, the guy with, try the, it. Guy with, with, the, with, the, with no neck That's or whole neck. look like. I saw that man, and I was like... I was like, damn, like, that's what I look like. And that's what I'm, you know what I'm most scared of? I really, Who's that, I mean, who is that guy? Who is that guy? He's, that he's, he's a, he's a, a day. yeah. What's his so, name? What I'm, what I'm most scared Ken. of in my recovery, I mean, I'm scared of like the fact that I feel like untethered right now. Like I don't have to go to doctor's appointments every day, but also that like when I grow hair back, I'm going to look like that man. <laughs> well, Lauren, Lauren, you just. Like a sexy Danny DeVito. No, no. I look like Danny DeVito. Now I really look like Danny DeVito. But that guy, my fear is like, damn, bitch, when you start growing some hair. Lauren. Oh, yeah. You want to see Moby? Hold you on. You guys yeah. will laugh. Lauren, you need, you need, you need to have some perspective here. Oh you lost your hair. You lost your pubes. Special Asian. Yeah, I know. You're, We're talking about. Your, nail, your nails are black. You had cancer. Well, you, you, have, you have no career prospects at all, and you're back in <laughs> Buffalo. But you have a fucking neck, bitch. You have a neck. You're good. <laughs> you're good. Wait, when you put the. Oh, I lied. We're talking about. Lauren, how uh, do we cut this part? We're we're, we're like it's just audio. It's, it's just I know audio. we're finagling smoking right, sticks. Cut. Which... Chef, cut. Are you smoking inside? Yeah, you can smoke and record. 
Oh, can you? Oh, we're fine. No, I yeah. meant like we were finagling. Just don't cut. No, but it's fine. Keep it going. We'll Keep get this thing smoked. We're we're just talking about. I need more of those nice candles. Yeah, me and Mary are talking about smoking cigarettes inside and how to get them. Yeah, don't tell anyone. I like. She beat cancer, and I'm so excited. Can you hear the podcast? Well, no, but if you say that, everyone's going to hear it because this no, is the we're audio. Cut, we're no, you're part. cutting it. This is, Are we? Cut, Let it rock. Part. Anyway. Well, we're still recording, obviously. Um, are you ready to come back in? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Lauren, you're an experienced, like Lawrence and myself, you are an experienced media man, or in your case, media woman. Um, we want to know, especially because you had so much time to consume content, what media publications are you currently fucking with? If any. TikTok, that's it. That's a platform. That's it. I feel like everything else died, whether or not they had, like, I don't know, like a rapist in charge, or they had, like, really horrible content that people now realize, like, isn't important. Like, very few media companies have impressed me in the last five years, let alone in the last six months. So TikTok um, is where it's at. Chinese, I like TikTok. Chinese surveillance I, company. I am impressed with how complex has kind of like persevered during all of this. Wait. I also like what Genius is doing. Like they're doing their verifies, but at home. Like I just hope that this whole thing has taught people like it's okay to work from home. Like I remember when I started out and like literally up until last year, everyone's like working from, no one's working from home, blah, blah, blah. Why? Like literally I don't understand the like, the whole thing about like against working from home. Like it never made sense to me. So I just hope that people get more creative. I think this is like pushed platforms become more creative. Mm-hmm. And I well, think that well, Lauren, besides shouting out all of your old employers, what about Triller, the black TikTok? You Wait, make- Triller, Triller is TikTok. It's the same company, isn't it? I think TikTok mm-hmm. did. No, it is. Somebody bought, somebody bought Triller. It might've oh, been shit. TikTok. Damn. But it still okay. is a standalone app as Triller. Oh, yeah, the black TikTok. Yeah. No, but I mean, my thing is, it's all the same. It's like Vine. It's cooler, it's cooler inherently. Yeah. Well, I think they're owned by the same company. Yeah, like, some, like the, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, <laughs> what, Maybe. What boob sizes are you fucking with? Okay, so do you want me to get in detail about my shit? Yes. Currently at a... So I had a double mastectomy, None. which means they take out all the breast tissue and all the skin. All the titty meat. Titty meat. <laughs> so right now. No have, milkers. No, no. My cancer actually started in my milk duct, which is really funny because I was like, I never wanted to breastfeed kids. I never even thought of this. But that's is that why your shit was, is that why your shit was leaking? Mm-hmm. The call was coming from inside the milker. Yes. So what happened was because of that they took like one of those farmers just dumping milk in the Midwest. Oh, uh, that pissed me off so bad. I saw that on the news last night. They're like, we don't know what to do with all this extra milk because there's no school. I was like, I don't know. Donate to people that need it. You fucking assholes. So like, we're dumping it. It's a Um, supply chain issue. Anyway, back to your uh, milkers. So they offered me to have a lump. First, they were like, you can have a lumpectomy and then eventually get a double mastectomy or a mastectomy. And a lumpectomy is where they go in and take like the tissue around where the tumor was and take it out. And I was like, if I'm going into the knife, I might as well just get everything done and then take all of it. And so because of that, I basically woke up in the hospital bed with no one with me because of COVID uh, with no tits, but they put tissue expanders in. So the tissue expanders are in my breast right now. 
And every week I go and they stick these needles into each boob and they inflate them. So my hope is to get to a C. I'm actually downsizing from a double D. Um, but because of that, I have to wait until the expanders are fully inflated and then leave them for like a few weeks and then they swap in implants and I'm going full C. And I, I like, I like plastic surgery and I like implants and I like what it looks like. So I'm not super weird about it, but to most people, this is probably the most like defeminizing, dehumanizing surgery. You're literally going in and they chop your tits off and they take all of it. Do you bring in like reference photos of like titties and you're just like, Hey, like I want these. You really can't. So like I can tell him I want my tits to look like this. And he'll do, like, my plastic surgeon, Dr. Lillman, shout out to him. But he'll do as best as he can. And then what they do is, like, and so I had my double mastectomy and uh, reconstruction. They're like, okay, you're cancer-free, great, but this is all preventative, whatever. And then the next surgery I'll have is to, like, swap in the implants. And they'll do some lipo and put the lipo fat around the boob. So you're getting free. You're, so you're getting free lipo. You're getting free lipo. You're getting, free Bella Hadid, you're getting Bella Hadid titties. You're getting lipo. Like, cancer sounds like a fucking wait. So this guy, Dr. Loman, you, he's an artist, right? Like a he's sp- an artist. So right now, like one of my tissue expanders feels like it's under my armpit and it feels so weird, but he's like, no, eventually. And it did it today. It like popped out. So like, it's very weird. I was a double D and now I'm like, so last week I was an A Right now, I'm a B. Like, every week, I experience a different boob size. But it is weird That's called because personal growth, and we love to see it. Is, it. it is every fun. color of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to – Are you is, is is Dr. Lohman going to is, – is he one of these, like, plastic surgeons that, that's, like, a TikTok star? Like, no. He, so he's, like, the coolest dude. He's so chill. He's very, like, blunt. He's like, Lauren, I know you want to have all this say in your booze. It's really about, like, what works and what looks best. But, like, he knows I only want a full C. So for me, in my head and how I rationalize this and why I'm not freaking out is because to me, it's like a free boob reduction. Right. But it is really jarring. Like, I will no your back, tips. Your back it's must be It's amazing. Oh, my God. I was going to say, so <laughs> I got out of surgery and I'm in surgery or I was in surgery and outpatient. I stayed in the hospital for a night and I couldn't have anyone with me. So I FaceTimed my mom and she's like, how do you feel? And I was like, I can't tell you how much my back feels like it was like, an ounce of bricks. Immediately. Immediately. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing like parts of my stomach that I never saw before because they were just covered in tits. <laughs> and so the only weird thing is the nipple thing. Like that, it throws you for a loop. You have no nips at all. So how do you get new nipples? Like, is that a reference photo thing? Like, do you, is it an no, old so thing? Like, it's like, so eventually for me, what I'm hoping is they... Once I get my implants in, that heals. And then I go back and they like can make the nipples out of your skin, which is gross. A grafting thing, right? Or whatever. No, it's like on my tit. So it's weird because I'm going to be completely awake, but with local anesthesia, which is the worst. That's exactly how my, um, it's how my biopsy went, which is gross. Like I'd rather just be put under, but they go in and I have no feeling in my boobs, which is why they can like stick them with needles to inflate them, which is disgusting, but I don't feel it. So they're going to eventually go in and like take skin and like basically make it into that like curly cue of a nipple. And then they tattoo over it. Nice. Whoa, shit. It's really so- a lot. But my thing is like, 
if I would have kept my old nipples, which I could have, they would have been like big titty nipples on small tits, which is like. So the they worst. You know, you wait. You guys are men. You know how gross like big nipples look on smaller hey, titties. Hey, hey, not gonna titty. What? No. Not gonna titty shame. We're not gonna fall into that trap. So you can just pick. So if you sketch them out, what's the? What's no, the- my my biggest thing is making sure they're like the size and the placement I want, and then we do nips. I don't get if they're, to, if they're tattoos. I was never, you know this, I'm not a patient person. I'm a fucking sporadic, insane person. You're a doer. So for me, I'm like learning patience through all this. So like eventually I get to pick my nipples. But you're if not your even there, you're not there yet. If your nipples are tattoos, like A, are you, are they going to need a touch up in a few years? And B, are you going to get like a pretty little rose? No, that's the thing. Like. That's some like breast cancer shit. Like, oh, like let's like make this pretty. Like, no, no. again, it's a, it's a I have a huge scar on my chest right now. That's my biggest concern because they. I had a metaport. I don't know if you guys know what that is. So, no what's that? Basically, when you get chemo or you get any like, if you're getting stuff done a lot, um, you have to get injected, and I have no veins, so they put a port in my Are chest. Don't rub, the, a, don't rub the microphone. Oh, sorry. This is a funny cocaine story. So (laughs) the best kind of story. So I I come back to Buffalo. I move back to Buffalo. They're like, okay, cool. You're starting treatment. We're going to put a port in because your veins are really shitty. I don't have veins on my arms. So they put a port in my chest and they did it. It's kind of like a little cushion thing that they can just prick every time. So every time I got blood work or if I got chemo, it was through a support. And when I got back to Buffalo, they're like, okay, you're getting this first and foremost, and then we'll figure out your treatment. So the local anesthesia drugs are um, fentanyl and Xanax. Which which I'm sorry. Clearly I have a tolerance to. You got that fenty drip. I was actually awake during the entire procedure because I... I had tolerance to it. Um, and so and you did not tell in. anybody that beforehand. Well, no, but I will tell you this. So, you know, leading up to my double mastectomy, they're like, please don't smoke cigarettes, no weed, no smoking, whatever. Um, and they're like, uh, anesthesia is going to call you for like a quiz before you do your surgery. I say, okay, cool. They're like, um, okay, so have you ever done street drugs? I was like, <laughs> Street drugs. You, I was like, "What do you consider street drugs?" Like, or coke? And they're like, uh, "No, they're like heroin." I'm like, "Oh no!" Like, I'm like, "Oh shoot!" Like, well, never done heroin. Okay, and like, yeah. okay cool. Uh, ecstasy. I was like, "Well, no, I've done Molly." They're like, "When?" And I was like, "Last year." Like, I don't know. And they're like, "Okay, cool." Have you ever done cocaine? I was like, "Yep." And they're like, "When?" And I'm like, I tell them. So, okay, hold on one second. And then this woman gets on the phone. She's like, um, hi, I'm the director of anesthesia. Like, we just want to make sure, like, your heart is good. Like, when did, when's the last time you did cocaine? So they're like, ask me a hundred questions. I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, we might actually piss test you what? before your surgery. And I was like, Damn. okay, cool. So my surgery is at 4.30 in the morning. So I get there so early. I hope I pass the drug test to save my life. <laughs> like- so they're like, we're, we're p- piss testing you. I'm like, bet. So 
Again, the surgery, I'm like, maybe they won't. We don't know. They're like, we don't know. Maybe we'll pee test you. Like, you can't do coke for three weeks following up to your surgery. And I was like, I just finished chemo. Like, there's no way I'm doing coke in between chemo and this. Like, I promise you. They're like, yeah, we'll see. So I like get into like this. I get into like pre-op, right? I like walk in by myself because I can have no gas because of COVID. My mom's like, bye, sweetie. Like in the car crying. I'm like, okay, bye. Getting to pee pre-op. They're like, oh, can you piss in this jar? I'm like, okay. So I pee, and I'm like, motherfuckers. I get in my bed, right? You're in a post-op bed next to, like, the person The person on the right had, like, brain cancer. So she was, like, Damn. saying goodbye to her husband. I was crying. It was, like, the most traumatic thing. <laughs> and then the dude on the left is, like, this hurt, hurdle bar rat, which, like, hurdles, like, this, like, really towny strip of bars. And he's, like... Yeah, like I have prostate cancer. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like in the bed and they're like, okay, like you have to sign a release. And I was like, a release for what? And they're like, oh, you've done cocaine in the last five years. So I signed an appendix <laughs> Five form. years? Obviously. Wait, so I signed this appendix <laughs> form that's like, it's okay if I have a heart attack during anesthesia because I did coke in the last five years. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like such a fucking loser. And then my surgeon, she's a woman, Helen Cappuccino. She's the best. Her she name's comes Cappuccino. Doctor Cappuccino. She comes in. She goes, "What is this? Is this a COVID test?" She goes, "Cocaine." She goes, "What is this? 1981?" I was like, "Bitch, we're still yeah. doing coke in the 2010s." Sorry to break it to you. And she goes, "Fuck this shit! I can't believe they put you through it." And I like literally went through like cocaine screening. <laughs> what? Forever. Fire. Damn, that sounds miserable. Anyway. You made it out. You didn't have a heart attack because of the cocaine that you did. Well, they were like, maybe, like, maybe in, like, the anesthesia would fuck with you. Well, it's a serious, it's a serious thing, and anesthesiology. So, and this is, and this is great that we're talking about this for any kids at home who are considering using hard drugs. Coke. You'll you, never be able to have a regular surgery you, you, and yeah. don't smoke. Sick. Yeah, you never know what could happen in the future. You could get cancer. You could be on your deathbed and you're going to need to sign a form. And Dr. Macchiato says, uh, don't do cocaine. So much of my treatment, I was like, is this because I drank and smoked? And they were like, other cancers, like mine was in an organ, technically. So they're like, it was, they said it was a freak incident. Okay. So you could have other cancers coming up. Down the road, which, mm. which, is a, which is a great segue. But the, but the like, point man. is, but the point is, don't don't hit the dopio if you don't want to meet Doctor Dopio. It's that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they really made me. I've never felt like more of a drug addict. I was like, and my dad was like, "Why would you be honest with the surgeon? Like you haven't done it this year." And I was like, "Dad, that's <laughs> why would you great. be honest? Don't ever be honest with the doctor." <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "This is the problem. You you're too honest. You just talk too much." I was like, Papa Nostro knows the fucking vibes. All right, well, so you basically have been like you said you bit you've basically been in quarantine since November 2019. No, 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 no. What do, when did your quarantine kind of start? Because February, like. I was like pretty much myself. Like, so I, this is all brand new to us, right? We've kind of been quarantined for what, like seven weeks now. For you, it's been yeah. So my thing was, I was so I had twenty weeks of chemo, and twelve of those weeks was weekly chemo, but it was a chemo called carbotaxel, and that's what makes my nails black. It makes my hair fall out. That chemo 
was weird, but it wasn't as bad as the second half of my chemo. So for the first 12 weeks of chemo, I was totally normal. Really. All right, so how long were you how long were you like really bedridden at home? How long were you how, last, how long were you carbo loading for? What was that? The last no, the carbo loading. So <laughs> the first I'm kidding, 12, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, but it's true. The first 12 weeks was a chemo where I was on steroids and that made me crazy. And that 12 weeks was I felt normal, but I was big as hell. And then the last eight weeks was a it's like this mixture. Cocktail. This is literally. So you said carbo loading. I couldn't hear you. You said literally carbo loading. It's called carbotaxel. Oh, okay. But, but it, it is, is carbo loading. Yes. What? And so the, the first twelve weeks were really bad, and then the last eight, I was on a cocktail that included a chemo that is nicknamed the Red Devil, and that's the chemo Jeez. that destroyed me. So I was like, I'm good, bitch. Like, I'm out. Like, me and my friends went out every Saturday. Like, we were, like, I was, like, drinking normal, like, on weekends. And then I started the second one, and it was really fucking bad. Well, I just want to kind of, I just want to focus, Lauren, because we are going to talk about the horrible shit behind the paywall for all the fucking uh, sadist nerds that really want to fucking wank off to, you know, uh, you know, basically self-torture. Um, when it comes to quarantine and quarantining yourself at home, like you are an expert. Yeah. So now that we are all experiencing this shit, like what are some quarantine activities that you are really fucking with besides just like, you know, puking up in, in your toilet? Wait, I never puked after actually. Oh, that's amazing. Never once? Never once. The only time I puked Weird flex, was, but okay. Weird flex, but okay. I puked. The only time I puked was when I finished chemo, I drank a ton of natural wine with a Ooh, best friend of mine. That and juice. Chain smoke cigarettes. Weird way to finish chemo. And I threw up the next day. That was the only time. Just because you were hungover, though. Just because. Yeah, it was a hangover. And I like so fought it for so many hours. I was like, I'm not throwing up. I haven't done it. And then I was like, you know, Damn. like the boot and rally. Of, that, doesn't I'm that, that doesn't count, though. But no, so, so, like, so we're all getting used to this new reality, but this is reality that you've been living for right. a longer amount of time. So like, what should, what are some My biggest things are like, with? I was a big fan of like getting up in the morning, taking a shower, or I took, I took so many baths during chemo because baths like made my limbs feel good. So like I made sure I woke up at a certain time, took a shower, a bath, I would like kind of break up my day by TV, which I guess you could break up by reading or like whatever you do. And then I got into like weird things. So like I started like making my own, I'm like a big fan of kombucha. Like I love drinking, but I could never, if you were like, if you could only have kombucha or wine, what would you have? I would choose kombucha. Wine. Like I got, wine. no, I got what? really into kombucha. Like it makes me Did feel you make your own? Yeah, so I started making my own with the Scobie Hotel. Yeah, I pooped. Yeah. No wonder you threw up. You're drinking that kombucha, dude. She's that rough. kombucha was really good. Um, and so I, I made my own kombucha. I started like gardening, which is the recommendation from my friend Carly. You, were, you, went, full, you went full Instagram mood board. 
I really did. <laughs> and um, I just like did little things that like made me. You sound like a fucking senti- you sound like a sentient tea magazine. Lauren, what quarantine activities are you not fucking with? Like, is there anything that people are like? Like, are you into, like, baking sourdough? Yeah. I mean, I have... So, uh, my mom's best friend get, uh, bought me a Le Corset, which I really wanted for so Ooh. long. You know, they're really expensive. I didn't really how expensive. expensive. I got so, one when I got married. It was on my registry. See, like, if I... Like, I don't think I'll get married anytime soon or have kids. So, like, that is a registry could, item. If you could be so lucky. I want to ask you this, Lawrence. Are you enjoying the uh, avocado dicer that I got you for your wedding? You know, it's oh funny. Like, uh, we never use it at all. Thanks for asking. Thanks for putting it on your register. I hate um, avocado. It's a weird... Oh, oh, oh. I don't... It's no, are you weird. white? Are you, are you not white? Yeah. I'm white, but, like, the thing is, like, I don't know. Is that, what so separates, is that what separates the Italians from the whites? <laughs> no, most Italians I like, I know and like... Italians like, don't eat avocado toast. No. <laughs> but... I will tell you, like, the it's, it's such a registry item, but it's so nice. But no, I have not been making bread. The only, the problem I have with quarantine is everyone thinks they're a chef. And like, there are times where I go on Instagram stories and I'm like scrolling through it and people's food just makes me so sick. Like, just especially. Call me just call me out. Just call me out by name. No, during, really? you, you've been doing a nice presentation. Like during chemo, I would like be scrolling Instagram and I'm like, oh my god, I feel so. I have, the, up, I have the nausea. I have the call nausea. Name names. Name names. No, it's not even names. I have the nausea that was like food induced. Like if I like pesto really grossed me out. Oh, and then no. like everyone was doing like some Allison Roman pesto recipe, and I'm like, <laughs> that shit looks fucking nasty. But then also I feel like it's given people this like leeway to be so like flagrant. Like, hey, I cooked cereal today. Look at this cereal, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yo, you're all like a living. recipe from Allison Roman. Wait, and like, but it's like, if I see one more person make the shallot, like, it probably is good. Like, I don't know. It's good. It is good. I feel like like quarantine has ruined some meals. And if I see one more motherfucker make fucking red sauce, that looks like to me. Let's get, let's get right into this. Let's get right into this, Lauren, because you are a domestic goddess. As we said, what food have you been fucking with recently? So... Like, I'm really in the Mexican food again. So I've been making, like, taco bowls, really simple. I didn't... Okay, so this is a big thing for me. So I am queen of processed meats. I'm an Italian. (laughs) I love the gabagool. I love the mortadelle. And, like, cancer muggles. In the beginning, like, oh, well, you know, like, processed meats, like, gold plant-based. All I want, and I've been waiting until I get my new apartment, is to go to an Italian grocery butcher called Gershio's and get like mortadelle, sopressata, like every, like the gabagool, like everything, and just make like that fat Italian sandwich. Like I can't fucking wait for that. But my issue is like, we have a lot of people that are like, oh my God, I'm making a red sauce because you guys have some tomatoes. And then it looks like fucking tomato soup. Like, imagine, like, for me, a lot of times it's like you, you all feel proud pouring something that looks like tomato soup over noodles. Like, that's so poor. Like, that looks so poor. Don't, don't be classist. No, it's not. It looks nasty. Like, that looks fucking gross. Yeah, you said how's your How's your sauce? How's your sauce? What's the secret? What's My the secret sauce ingredient? is a five-hour sauce. I don't play with God that shit. It's got damn. seven different tomatoes in it, and we mush it all Jeez. up, and it's good. 
But my point is, is like everyone wants to be a chef now. It's like, sweetie, I get it. We're all in fucking quarantine, but no one needs to see your little toasted toast in the morning. Roasting a hot dog. Well, or like I've seen people roast hot dogs with forks over a fucking grill. That's me. All right. Wait, I like hot dogs. I will eat. I'm with my best friend from high school, Mary, who's seen me eat a raw hot dog. I'll eat raw hot dogs. Wait, I don't think raw hot dogs exist. I think you like hot dogs come pre-cooked. You just eat them cooked. It's just cold. Is it cold? No, they're not cooked. They're just cold. No, no, they're they're, not cooked. They are cooked and they're cold. They're they're processed and cooked already. You can eat it raw. It's disgusting, but you're it's not. Okay, well raw. then I ate it raw, bitch. We're not we're not raw. Excuse me. What's the term? Cold, yeah. cold, cold. It's just cold. <laughs> it's not raw. It's cold. So my point is, I hate how everyone's like becoming like these I feel you. Chefs, I feel and I'm you. like, oh, but you don't want to hate on people because like whatever gets you through, it gets you through it. You know, like. I don't. Well, know. let's talk about something that's getting me and Lawrence through quarantine, which yes. is John's. Uh, so fuck would not fuck with working title completo, probably the longest fuck would not fuck with in recent memory. Although that's not true. Um, this shit usually takes about this amount of time. Lauren, before we move into the main subject matter of this podcast, we want to play a little game with you. Last John, next John. We want to know what was the last John you copped? What's the next John you got your eye on? And then we got a little bonus quarantine question after. So first up, Last John that you copped. The Balenciaga motocross bag from 2009. Vintage on the real real. Specific yeah. as fuck. I love it. And what's the next John you got your eye on? It might your already be in your shopping cart. I really want to buy a nice Gucci bra when I get my new tits. What's Okay, yeah. Like, I don't know what it's going to look like. I just know I want, like, a designer bra. Like, I've always been like... Agent provocateur? No. Oh, she said Gucci, no? You said Gucci. I want, like, a Gucci bra. Like, I feel like I should deserve that. Like, for me... Gucci, like Tom Ford Gucci? No. Like, the G... Tom Ford. They do that? They do that? No, I'm talking, I'm my talking thing about is, they do the G, like the G, designer G bras are a thing. My thing is, I had bought the Fenty Savage corset, mm-hmm. and I've brought, I've actually brought that to my plastic surgeon, being like, "This is actually the size I want to be," and I got that in a medium. So I'm hoping that my tits, like, I want Yo, my tits. So you're reverse engineering the size based on the yes. jaw. Yes. Yes. And then my my leftover bras, like my ones from when I was a double D, like my aunts, my dad's sisters, who are like the queen, queens of white trash. They'll never listen to this. I can say that. They're like, oh, I heard you're like getting rid of your tits. Like, can I have the bras? And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And they're like, well, when can I have them? And I was like, I don't, it's like kind of like a big thing for me to like give away my bras. Like I don't fit them. She's like, okay, well, anytime. She's like, the last bra I got was from Goodwill. And I was like, okay, that. What? My dad's family is very, very like white trash in the nicest way. Italian trash. Sure. White Italian thing. But um, All right, Lauren, thank you for coming on the only podcast that matters and wrapping up with part one, uh, two yeah. hours and 12 minutes. Although it's probably going to be like two hours. Yeah, it'll be fair. Yeah. It'll um, be fair. We're about to get into part two of this very fucking spicy podcast with Calabrian Cheles, uh, Sham Chef. Uh, I'm going to need you to hit that. Motherfucking weed. I mean, I just love the Versace store. 
Versace, Versace, Medusa head on me like I'm Luminati. I, I, I know that you like it. Versace, my neck and my wrist is so sloppy. Versace, Versace, I love it. Versace, the top on my Audi. My plug is Giancati. He give me the dust and I know that they mighty. Shiny shirt, Versace. Yo, bitch, one in on my pockets. She asked me why my drawers sealed. I, I told that bitch Versace. What else? Tita print on my sleeve. What else? But I ain't never been the jungle. Nah. Try to take my set. Better run with it, nigga. Don't thump. Versace, Versace, Versace. You can do true, you do it. I do got the hundred, I got the massive. I do want the meat, you do it. I do set the tree, you nigga copy. You can do it like I work at Hibachi. Looking and watching, blah, I like some tacky. Come to my room, my seat, Versace. When I go to sleep, I drink Versace. Medusa, Medusa, Medusa. These niggas, they wish it, they knew you. They cop in the truth, we missing the Louis. My blacks is better than Spencer. Better try and show like I'm turning the tiger. I'm beating the pack on me, Mike. Well, well. Lot of you niggas, they copy. From my closet, Versace, Versace. Versace, Versace, Versace. Versace, Versace. Versace, Versace, Versace. Versace, Versace. Versace, Versace.